30 and Nerdy Podcast is presented by Advertising Expressions. With so many ad specialties available, there is a huge opportunity for professionals like yourself to boost ROI and leave a lasting impression with your customers. Our mission is to help you create long-lasting relationships with your clients through the power of promotional products by getting your name in front of as many people as possible for as long as possible. We can help you today. Call Advertising Expressions, the place that the nerds use, at 423-586-3270. Ask for Zach and tell them the 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes, and welcome back to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, the Duke of Nerds, the captain of content, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, the architect of the bad company, Tyler Mack. And I am joined with the host for this episode, the co-host. He is the pop roach of the collecting game. He is the Eric Church of podcasting, the Rev of Rants himself, and my hetero life mate, Logan Roach. What's up, man? What's up, dude? I always love those intros. They get me impressed. Oh, dude. It's like uh it's like uh Gene Okerlund's on the mic introducing you, and you're coming, you're about to come down for the interview. Or yeah. it's like uh, even even though we didn't really love Alberto Del Rio, the way that Ricardo got into <laughs> announcing him, I was like, "Yes, yes." Can I? Like, I don't have, like this like, guy, but I am hype. I just whenever I'm in like a space and I'm like you know feeling down or I need to make like an impact and something, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna call you and be like, "Hey, I need you here at this moment." <laughs> just so when I walk in the door, people know, people know, and get the feeling that hey, this guy, he's important. You're damn right. right. There were people. There were a few people like after the wedding and said like, uh, you know, if you never broke into any other entertainment business or actually broke into the wrestling wrestling business, you could be the announcer, the ring announcer. I went, I'd take about anything. <laughs> I'd do <laughs> about anything. Get me in the door. <laughs> get me in the door, and I will. I will break the walls down, as they say. <laughs> I will. Like I will that, yeah. shatter that glass ceiling. Grab the brass. I will grab the brass ring. The brassiest of rings. I will, baby. (laughs) I will. So how's life, man? It's good, man. It's busy. It's like a whirlwind of things. And uh, let's let's go ahead and dive into that. Well, it's time to to reveal the news. Like, why don't you let them know what 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 is what has been going on in your life? Well, very completely long long story short has been like a two-year process of trying to get out of like uh the restaurant working business and mm-hmm. uh, get into the restaurant owning business so i am no longer at my burrito setup which i have been for like 10 years doing mm-hmm. like all that good stuff which you know i wish them nothing but the best and it kind of went you know well, we handled it very well i don't yes. know if they handled it the best that they could, but you know, not bitter. Still wish the best for them. And uh, we have bought like a uh, chain 
franchise and it's like a standalone, not a corporate corporation. So it'll be like us owning it. And it's like a Shane's barbecue. It's like the Shane rib shack. shack, like a rib shack. It's like oh ribs and wings and burgers. And like, I do love a good wing. Oh, dude, you'll love it. Like when you come and get like a, a little sampler, but I don't know, man. I think you got to be a little bit crazy to love the food industry. And I'm a little bit crazy because, like, if you didn't love it, you, you're not going to enjoy being in no. it. And it's just, yeah. It's not something that I really had planned for in life, but like, I'm super excited to take the next step. It's like, I own it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's yours. It, it's mine. Like, it's like, you ain't working hard enough. You want to be a little, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to. Be. I don't pay you to, to sit around. You're out of there. Or, you know, be uh, the best I can be that I yeah. have been for a decade and actually or, or you, build you my work. have employees yeah. that worked like you did for that company, and you'll mm-hmm. actually reward them. Right. <laughs> or actually like, be look, in the trenches with them. Like, so. You'll be like, hey, look, I see that initiative. I see that action. I see right. a young rev a young leader of the league of lee in your soul here's a race i, yes, I want yes. to take you under the wing of rev <laughs> well you know what it is too man it's like you get that little taste of like success in something right and even mm-hmm. if it's like on a small scale say you're absolutely on the line at a, at a, a restaurant and you're mm-hmm. like hey you're working hard management hey you're working hard gm hey you're working pretty hard here's a chance to own your own Boom. restaurant and it's like I'm just super excited. You know, like when they say, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? I want to be like a mogul, like mm-hmm. monopoly guy. I want to create, I've got like the ideas in my head. I want the yeah. catering business. I want a few restaurants. I want like a ton of stuff. So this is like when this works out, even though it'll be stressful for a couple of years, like just, you know, tight, it'll still be just like playing in and banging, grinding Absolutely. with the, the passion you know so it's just like it's good it's all good it's stressful and it's like exhausting but it's like really good absolutely well hey when things take off and you're ready to open up another location i'm telling you you'd make bank in this severeville area <laughs> if you wanted to open one there yeah mom's already talked to me about her area too so <laughs> i think it's like a small way of like mm-hmm. hey maybe if we get like two or three in tennessee you'll just pop on back over here mm-hmm. <laughs> So. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, tiny yeah, nuggets just, just little nuggets little yeah. little windows opening possibly you never know you never, you never know. know never say never we've been in georgia for a long time uh, a little bit a little bit time. yeah uh well, that's great man i mean you know i think it's fantastic it's it's great to see you finally getting to to take that next step i know that watching you for the last 10 years you've just been like i've got it man i've got it i've got it i just need the door to open mm-hmm. like I'm ready to kick it in myself but I can't do that you know yeah it has to be laid out in front of me have a lot of uh, luck and opportunity the old well. <laughs> adage says man plans and God laughs you know <laughs> like haha that's, that's true you've got your plans that's hilarious so right I'm excited and that's uh Shane's rib shack in McDonough Georgia highway highway 81, 81. <laughs> Stop on by in there. Tell them 30 and 30 podcast sent you. Ask for the Rev of Rants and you may receive. 
Hey, uh, mm-hmm. I'll I'll tell you this: if you mention thirty and nerdy, you're getting that free sweet tea. Oh, I love it. You heard it here from the owner of Shane's. You mentioned thirty and nerdy, you get a free sweet tea. And if you don't like sweet tea, then you you just don't mention us, okay? <laughs> you get the out of here. You get the hell out of here. Uh. Excuse me? And I pop my head out from the back. No, nah, nah, I'm just serious, man. I get, I get you an unsweet. You whatever you want. Yeah, I get you whatever you want. You buy something. Uh, speaking of work, it's it's been uh it's been crazy the last couple weeks, and and I don't mind mentioning a little bit of it. Uh, I have become somewhat of a how do I say this? A freaking rock star. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I say this, but work. a pretty big deal. I have many leather-bound books on my <laughs> on my shelf. <laughs> it's just been uh, since I got this new position. This kind of social media content creating um, outreach. You're perfect for, by the way. You know, yeah. I mean, if I'm not on stage, I've always thought that that's the next best thing that I wanted to do. I started noticing things. You know, holes that could be filled in different places um cracks in the foundation that could be caulked and 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 sanded and repainted and uh uh i even at one point recently they were they were talking about you know reshuffling and like brian taking on all these new these new leadership type roles basically becoming like regional manager kind of Mm -hmm. in charge of all four locations when it comes to like front of house and bar staff and retail and all that stuff. So he's about to get a lot more on his play and he's like, I, I'm, I'm going to be dishing more to you for like more in store stuff. And I was like, I'm ready. Bring it on baby. And uh, so he started breaking down and doing this entire Excel sheet about uh, finding out like overhead and percentages and like, how much these people work compared to the sales they bring in compared to the hours compared to, you know, what they bring mm-hmm. to the company as opposed to compared to what the company is paying them overhead. Right. If you're in the industry, you know what mm-hmm. overhead is, you know, you're killing my overhead to get off the clock, you right. know, type of thing. So I'm watching him for weeks while I'm working on social media and initiative initiatives. And he is like, all right, I've got the entire, uh system set up vicky who's the owner operator mm-hmm. and he is like i now have it set to everyone in the company is names are right here each week i'll enter hours they work you know and it'll like figure out itself um how much percentage of overhead they are <laughs> you know and wonder, yeah it's it's a it's an accountability booster basically mm-hmm. And I said, well, am I on there? And he said, actually, for you and the other social media, the actual social media manager, for you two, there's not really a way to do it because you don't do sales. You just do like social media and marketing and outreach and brand stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think I, I, I can help you create one for us. We can do some digging. I'll do some digging. I'll find like how, how other companies measure you know, the quote unquote overhead for their media people. Mm-hmm. And so I did like a, a day's worth of digging and like, and then in two days 
we put together mine and the other person's accountability thing. <laughs> so like took certain things and converted it to dollar amounts, like how many followers this gets each each month, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. followers, uh, likes, comments, shares, you know, people coming in based off seeing said post, you know, stuff like that, traffic, all that stuff. And we finally found a way to to create this thing the and, and they were like so you and i was talking about it at work a little bit kind of like we've been staring at the computer screen for the last few days and all these numbers and all this digging and one of the other employees was like so let me get this straight you helped them create your accountability monster I said, yes. They said, why? <laughs> I said, because I'm a firm believer that everybody in this company on a clock getting paid should have accountability. Right. It just, it makes the machine run better. Mm -hmm. But the little, the little petty demon in me <laughs> that I have was also saying <laughs> was also saying it will also show them the positive impact you've had mm -hmm. since giving you this position right and when they entered all the numbers and made a lot of the comparisons Brian and then we're like the stuff dollar's been doing has been making traction <laughs> and I was like mm-hmm yeah, baby. it does still it does still hold me to the fire you know, mm -hmm. if i start slacking those numbers will show it right but i just thought that we needed one i was like well it's unfair to everyone else that the two of us because you he also found a way that like management can get accountability <laughs> i was like so we're the only two in the company that don't have an accountability tracker he was like yeah and i was like no nah, that feels that just feels wrong to me I was, I was like some other immoral asshole might have been like well, cool they got no way to track me but i was like that feels weird i don't like that i also want but it was like i want the good things to be shown as well i want you to be mm -hmm. able to see numerically and physically, what I am doing, the, you know, the, the a, impact uh, it's making. I had a similar conversation. Like, I feel like it's because we watch a lot of Pokemon and a lot of Dragon Ball Z. It's like yes. there's this thing in us that we want to be, whatever it is, we want to be the best at it. And it's it might be like... Saiyan pride. Yeah, it is. And it's just like, and not in like a cocky way, like look at me. Yeah. It's just like you want to like gauge some. Like if you're doing something that you put your time in and mm -hmm. you put like your effort into it, you want to, you don't have to be like, you know, kissing my ass every day. But at the same yeah. time, you want to be like, yeah, I do do a good job. Yeah, I do do a good job. Positive I affirmation. What I did. You made the right decision <laughs> right. putting me where you put me. You want to earn it. You want to move up. You want to earn it. You and the move second up, I start like, slipping, I want to be able to see, well, Tyler, you know, Last month, you didn't do as well. So yeah, get your head out of your ass and let's kick it into gear this month. Right. It, it was it was cool. It was it was actually a lot of fun getting to to do all that. I know that like, PI work, bro. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Also, doing another show for Encore, 
It's called the 39 Steps. I got the lead in it. It's uh, hey, congratulations! Man. It's it's loosely based off the old Hitchcock movie, The 39 Steps. Mm-hmm. But this is like a farce. It's like a four man. It's oh, like nice. four men and one like woman. A parody? Kind of like a parody. It's like people mm-hmm. telling the story of the 39 steps, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of them. So they've got these two guys that are like playing all these parts. And then you've got me who's just like interacting with all of them to tell the story of the 39 steps. And it's very fast and, and action comedy and like, you yeah. know, situational stuff that happens. Right that up like alley. Throws like throws my character off and there's this awkward like you know like pauses where like i'll look at the audience and like oh god oh how do i move this on so i'm really Office excited style mm-hmm. i know dude i haven't watched one of your plays in so long i wish i was closer so i could i know i miss it I know. one day one day maybe soon <laughs> wanted to talk to you about a few things that have been somewhat in the news as of late did you read the story that for some reason so the media outlets, the social media outlets, and the website, I guess, of Blockbuster has been turned on. Oh, man. So Blockbuster has become, like, active. Like, it's not, like, tweeting or anything, but, like, everybody's noticed that, like, it's all turned back on. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. no. Dude, like, you know, honestly, like, not that red box is not still there but there's no like tangible person mm-hmm. there right mm-hmm. so many things that are nostalgic have like revamped as of late like i think it would do very well Dude, i can get like back. some blu-rays and like games and stuff like and just having that space you know literally everybody in our generation would go there just to support it absolutely just right to like go out of your way and, and yeah. you know Look at the the things sitting on the imagine racks. Blockbuster with social media now? We're like, everybody's oh. like, oh, look at me, I'm at Blockbuster. It would blow oh. the frick up, bro. They would they would be viral day one. Yeah. They would yeah, have like millions like, of followers. Guess where I'm at? Ah, we're back in Blockbuster, baby. <laughs> Dude, that would be crazy. That Dude, would be crazy. I think it'd be brilliant. I was like, oh, oh, so they're good. trying to bring everything else back from the 90s. Why not bring back Blockbuster? Could you imagine going in there and getting some DVDs and stuff? Oh, or you I, could like even have I, a nostalgia station. Be like, I would. Here. I wouldn't return it just so they could call me. <laughs> so they could say, "Is this Tyler McDaniel?" Yes. This is a blockbuster. But, <laughs> I know. I just wanted to hear your voice. No. I just wanted okay. to hear your voice. I'll bring it back in. I just wanted to pay the late fee. Yeah, I just wanted you to call me. <laughs> I just wanted to look at my caller ID. And say that blockbuster. Oh, I hope they do like the goofy like carpets and stuff again. That would be so dope, man. It would. That was that would blow up. Blow the freak up, man. It's like Josh always says, nostalgia, man. It sells better than anything. Yeah. Everyone says that sex sells the best. No. (laughs) These days, nostalgia. Back in the two thousands, early two thousands, and like two thousand tens, you know those those Hardee's commercials. Oh yeah, <laughs> sex did sell. I think but we today, evolved a little bit. We have evolved. Today, it's all about nostalgia. Yeah, it just sells better. And if you're a wrestling fan, maybe both. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, could you? Okay, could you imagine going to a blockbuster? Yeah. And renting like the best of WCW DVD. 
No, no. Dude, be like, what year is this? <laughs> like, I feel like I'm back in Blockbuster on a Friday night. No responsibilities. Got a little allowance to burn. Gonna... Or the freaking uh, two packs that we did. The uh, they had the summer like uh, rentals, and you could get mm-hmm. two games. Mm-hmm. You just like try it and be like, oh, this game is doo doo, and then yeah. just take it right back the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet our mom spent like so much gas just oh, returning to Blockbuster. just taking us to Blockbuster and returning things. Uh, we would be like, returns. I already, I already beat it. You've had it for two days. I know. Can we go get another one? I've only got two days because it's the weekend. We got to go back. They only give me uh, three days to beat this game, Mom. <laughs> I beat it in two. Uh, so good, bro. Uh, uh, we got to keep a, a finger on that pulse. Yeah. See if it comes back to life. Yeah, absolutely. I would be I would be so excited. I'd be like, y'all heard it here first. <laughs> Come back, baby. Come back. Um, uh, a crazy thing that I read actually that happened like tonight was uh, Jonathan Majors, Kang the Conqueror, has apparently been arrested for domestic abuse, a domestic mm. disturbance. But his representation and him and his circle are saying he's done nothing wrong. Like this is this is a, a reach. That this has been a wolf call. Yeah, that's kind of uh, that's what they're saying. So I just want to say this. There are a lot of people already on social media. Calling him a villain. You know, blah, 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 all this. Mm -hmm. And I repeat, nobody except for Jonathan Majors. And maybe his representation knows the whole story. So if you are releasing articles, if you are giving your opinions already, if you are running the man through the ground or running his significant other through the ground already, yeah. we don't know the story. Maybe he's method acting. Maybe we should just wait <laughs> and see what actually plays out. Yeah. And leave you the gotta, man alone. You got to have the deets. People are... I feel like we're definitely in the the period in time in space where people don't really have to be right. They just have to be first. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of dangerous, you know? It is. It absolutely is. Well, and plus, said, just take a breath. Yeah. Take a, beat, take a breath. Wait to get all the details. You can still report it and people will still read it or listen to your podcast about it when all the details come out. People are still going to listen to what you have to say as long as you're saying the right thing. Mm-hmm. So stand by and wait for this thing to play out. Don't pick sides yet. If he's guilty, he's guilty. Then we'll discuss it. If he's innocent, he's innocent. Then we'll discuss it. But until then, why don't we let it all happen first? We're, we're, we're so engaged in this. It used to be innocent until proven guilty. And nowadays, it's guilty until proven innocent. But even if you are proven innocent, it follows you. Mm-hmm. It's scary, yeah, sometimes man. Sometimes it's too late. Yeah, it's scary. What it's a scary time to live in for not just people who like are celebrities, but like the average Joe mm-hmm. walking down the street oh, to yeah, get in trouble for I mean, something he didn't do. Cost jobs. Cost yeah. you know. 
yeah. your status wherever you're working at or going to church at or going to yeah. like help out at the soup kitchen then you get a bad rap can't do that no more charities yeah. and and it's all because people shoot and ask questions later it's a shame so i just wanted to mention that i just want to say you know why don't we just let this set and let us get the details first and let the truth come out then we can discuss Goose Raba. Goose <laughs> Um, So we finished the Winchesters. And dude, you need to watch Maddie, it. Maddie actually texted me and she's like, oh, you got to catch up because days of loop. And I was like, what? Not going to lie. I was sleeping on it for a little bit, bro. It's, it's kind of tough getting through it. It is. The early ones, you're kind of like, mm. Yeah. Well, and John John isn't really um, the John that we know. He's not the John that I expected at all. No, know? he's a little pretty. Yeah, a little pretty. Well, uh, I mean, pretty. they do they do eventually get into his demons and his anger and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, just if you get through the first three or four episodes, then you're like, holy! Then the twist happens, and you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then it starts to play out, and the finale, man, like, no, oh. oh, dang it, yeah, beautiful. I need to hop back on it. Beautiful. We also need to hop back on it because we need to to get on the road so far. Yes, we do. And to get back on, get back on our own baby, and get on the road together. Get back on the road. Mm-hmm. It's where we thrive, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to probably restart the first at least, and then we can start chucking it off. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. But uh, there's no news yet, as if it's been picked up by, uh, for a season two at CW. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that with the new purchase of CW, the new owners are like, basically, it's kind of going to become like a, uh, I wouldn't say a true TV, but kind of like a MTV type thing to where there's only a couple of actual scripted shows. Oh, no. So not a lot of original content's going to Reality-based stuff? Yeah, and there's going to be a lot oh, of reality-based no. stuff, uh, which I hate. So there's only like room for a few actual scripted shows and only one, which is um, uh, All-American. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. It's been picked up. Okay. And there's only like two or three other slots for like actual television to be picked up. CW since like 2010, though, I feel like they've needed like a revamp. They needed to like evolve somehow, but I feel like Mm -hmm. they're still trying to like ride off that magic that they got with Green Arrow. Like Mm -hmm. just coast until it's like literally the wheels are just evaporating on the road. It's, it's, and speaking of the bad of CW. And I can't believe that I, I didn't think that I'd I'd be saying this, but Gotham Knights, man. Yeah, I've heard some things. It's just not really that good. I think that I think what they're doing is they're just going back to the well of like like I said, 2010. It's just like Marvel things and superhero things in general have evolved. Yeah. And I just don't think they've evolved with it. Well, it's like when I when I first saw like the trailers and stuff, I was like, okay, Misha Collins is Harvey Dent. That's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. this is like the death of Bruce. Cool. Harvey hasn't turned to Two Face yet, so it's like, oh, okay, it's actually Harvey Dent trying to solve the murder of his friend Bruce Wayne and Batman. Right. And then they were like, and this is the Joker's daughter. 
and we don't know who these two kids and and batman's son turner something i'm like wait 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 turner who the hell is turner <laughs> that's not that's not a thing you didn't oh, yeah. say it was you didn't say it was damien it's totally a thing or tim <laughs> or dick like you're you're just gonna just create making up right a character for the show that's batman's that'd be, son that'd be hard to do that just like it already having ties batman right like you're exactly. already like you're so. using the term batman and you're using the city of gotham which people have already you know either digested this universe through comics animated shows the show gotham the batman movies right years of years knowing what it is. and years and years of the gotham world and different turns and takes and i get it and i'm very respectful at first of okay it's a new take on something i'm gonna i'm not gonna go in judging i, I, I don't i don't really read stuff anymore uh like you know or i don't sometimes i don't even watch trailers sometimes because right. i want to go in and, completely like yeah. your thoughts um, <laughs> but so we watched the first two episodes that are out and we were just like Meh. this is uh, like something's there like i feel like in the drawing room they had something mm-hmm. something like okay this is gonna be new um it's not really been done before like we haven't really seen a lot of like live action ip that's post batman right you know and like the robin is carrie kelly which didn't get a lot of respect in the comics as it is mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of people don't know carrie kelly right so they're like wait who's so this girl zero, robin have zero name recognition right exactly and like not only is she and i have no I, I no issues whatsoever with the casting of her like she's not the white redhead kid that mm-hmm. we're used to seeing and i'm fine with that but i was like but you went with carrie kelly and in all honesty the mainstream watcher they don't associate robin with carrie kelly mm-hmm. like that's dark knight returns type stuff you know that's like later it that's comics that most people haven't read and it's definitely the first time we've seen Carrie Kelly in a live action world. So right. your mainstream Batman watcher is going to be like, who the hell is this chick? And why is she calling herself Robin? Right. I'm Robin. No, you're not. No, yeah, for sure. No, you're not. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne's son, Turner. No, you're not. Turner. Bruce Wayne did not have a son named Turner. It's, it's like the, I feel like they had something in the drawing room, and whoever had the idea, I think the idea could have been done really well, but the execution man was just not good. And I hate it because I love Misha Collins, mm-hmm. and he's not terrible as Harvey Dent. I think he's kind of suffering from people see, are wanting Castiel, and they see Castiel, and yeah. uh, you know. I mean, he he doesn't do the Castiel voice. That's you know, the Harry Potter style. He's not talking like this. I mean, he is talking pretty normal, and the whole Joker's daughter thing is is sounded intriguing in the trailers. Yeah, and she's a wild chick, man. Like her eyes are wild, and like her eye colors wild, and her hair and all that. And I feel like I just okay, feel like me, it could have been done. Let so me ask you better. something though. 
you being like probably the biggest Joker fan that I know, you think he's getting a little played? Yes. A little bit. Yes. I feel like he is, man. I feel like there's so many good villains and everybody's uh, just like uh, always. Exactly. Like, Batman's got the best rogues gallery, hands down. Yeah, but we always. people are only every time we go to the well of Batman, they're like, "Well, we have to have the Joker." Yeah, and it's like the more you play like the Joker, game, man, game, the more game. statistically, the more you play the Joker, you're going to start getting flops. Mm-hmm. AKA Jared Leto. Well, and just like in wrestling, right? You got to protect your IP. Like, absolutely, if you keep just pushing it down our throat with. TV shows with like just weird like game adaptations, and then you got the movies, and it's like you get like this fatigue of it, and you're just like, which I hate. It's like I, he's one of my favorite too, but at the same time, you're just like, bro, like all these like punk ass jokers take away from like the really good like mm-hmm. jokers that get betrayed because it's just like we always have to have that crazy wild person Mm -hmm. and you're like it's like those are tons of crazy wild ones in his rogues that aren't the joker yeah i mean bring in jervis tetch you know bring in different kinds of crazy like i I get that they love the chaos but yeah like a respectable scarecrow like yeah nobody like scarecrow's really not been done freeze has been done by arnold which if anybody takes that serious You bring bring in Calendar Man, Clock King, uh, Croc. Because even like the Riddler in yeah. the new Batman, he seems like the Joker, right? You could probably put like some face paint on him, and you'd not really be. Too I would have thought he was the Joker. Was. Yeah, right. There's not like it's still the same like portrayal of. Mm-hmm. Just a bad. Well, not a bad, but it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth, and it like you have so many more bullets in the gun, so to speak. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's just, and I think that maybe, maybe Batman and Gotham in general, maybe it's played out for a while. Take a break. Yeah. We've had a lot of Batman in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, like ten yeah. years ago, we just saw. Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. And then we started getting Batfleck and more animated movies and another animated show. And then we got another Batman. And then we got Keaton coming back. <laughs> and then so technically right now, since The mm-hmm. Flash has not come out yet, we have three Batman. Mm-hmm. And a dead Batman on a show and a Batwoman in The Flash. It's like, <laughs> dude, it's like, I love, like, I, you know, right. Like, so I mean, I love Batman. Like, I'm kind of like with Josh with Star Wars. Like, if it says Batman on it, I'm there. Mm-hmm. At least giving it a shot. Yeah. Right. Because it says Batman on it. But man, I, I think it's, it's, it'd be nice to have a little break from so much of it because I think it's watering him down. And I think the same thing about Star Wars, unfortunately. Like Mandalorian, yeah. still the best thing post buyout that has happened is the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is the best Star Wars happening today. Probably since Rogue One. Easily. Mm-hmm. Uh Rogue One's probably one of the next best things Disney's done with Star Wars. 
Um, but now we have this and we have Ahsoka and we have Bad Batch and we have um, the one that Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. And then we had that one that Diego Luna was back in about his character from Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, we've got another one coming out. We did the Tales of the Jedi and I'm starting to worry that I'm like, oh no, we've got a hell of a lot of Star Wars out there. Marvel ruined it for everybody, bro. Because mm-hmm. everybody thinks like you got to have if you got a main character in it, you got to know their origin story. You got to know their first villain. You got to know their like their come up, which some people are very cool with it. But like the book of Boba Fett, like I'm a big like oh. Boba Fett yeah. fan, but it was it was odd. It was like not not that I didn't like it. I watched it every week. Like I'm mm-hmm. usually not an episodic guy, but I was there for it every week. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's odd. Like seeing him not in the helmet, seeing him and doing his like weird like leader type governor type thing yeah it's like i just want like my mystique back him just running and gunning like you're like oh shit that well like batman was honestly right Mm -hmm. you're just like everything's coming out in the open you don't know who this guy is you're like oh dude that guy is pretty badass but then you see him as like kind of bald and fat you're like (laughs) it's like seeing undertaker in his last match right you're like ah dang why did you come out again bro but I mean, I don't know. It is awesome to have the content, but at the same time, like too quality, much content. I think is, quality has sucked. Waters the like. quality, and I would say that about Marvel right now. Mm-hmm. They've had more misses in my mind, in my opinion, in Phase Four than they've had successes. Yeah, hands my, down. I mean, that's my opinion. I, I might be in the majority. I might be in the minority. I don't know. But when everyone is saying that Shazam two is better than three or four things that Marvel has done in phase four. Yeah. And I, and you know, I'm, I'm a DC fanatic, but I'm like, (laughs) and I'm sure Shazam two is great. I haven't seen it yet. And I'm hearing great things about it, but I'm like, it's just a rarity. You know, like I can easily say like, you know, like I liked Shazam one better than the two Ant-Man movies. Mm Mm-hmm. But people are saying, like, oh, Shazam 2 is better than Thor Love and Thunder, Ant-Man 3, Multiverse of Madness, uh, Black Widow. Uh, you know, like, I'm like, damn. Right. <laughs> and I think it's just it's so much. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting four to five Marvel projects, six sometimes a year, if they continue this whole, oh, we have shows and movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... A lot of information <laughs> it is and it's a lot for the mainstream uh digester to have to keep up with it really is when to not like doo-dooing on like black widow or ant-man or anybody like that but there's really not like a, a lead right now maybe spider-man but there's not a the there's not an iron man or a cap or even at the a, same time spider-man's kind of like his own thing too yeah. you know so you yeah. can't really count him and but, i mean if they're trying to push like strange is going to be the next leader yeah it's like uh do people he's cool but he's like a he's cool he's kind of like a gambit right yeah like he's you wouldn't you very wouldn't cool throw all your no pun intended you wouldn't throw all your cards in on gambit right people want, would want that because yeah. he's just a popular character but yeah. at the same time you're like you'd eventually he's no like, wolverine yeah he's no wolverine he's no cyclops he's no, he's no right. gene yeah 
you know, it's just like people may be excited to be to go see this Blue Beetle movie. I'm excited. Looks great. Mm-hmm. James Gunn's touting about it. So I trust James Gunn. Um, but you don't put all your cards in on Blue Beetle. No. He's, he's not Batman. He's not Superman. He's not Wonder Woman. Yeah. He's you know, no, no disrespect. But right now, yeah. Marvel, Marvel's these new Avengers don't have someone who, to me, in my opinion, and it sounds like in yours, has stepped up to be the Iron Man. Or the Which Captain. they dropped the ball with Mr. Fantastic because I think he could have in Multiverse of Madness if it wasn't like the OP card with, mm-hmm. with Wanda. Uh, with Wanda. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Ah, I had, that bothered me. I didn't mind that movie until that scene. And I was like, bro, that completely ruined my mind on this movie. Because <laughs> it was like, she just ran through like, it was a squash match. Like Lesnar on like Tom Smith and the hometown boy from like Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just in Oklahoma City tonight. And it's like, mm-hmm. Tom Smith is going to fight. Meow, meow, meow. Dinner. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Tom Smith, who has had uh, 10 matches at the local VFW. He is a local legend here in Oklahoma City. And uh, we're really proud and happy to have him. And he's going to be fighting Gong. <laughs> well, there oh, goes Tom Smith. The Undertaker. <laughs> and he's not getting paid by the hour. <laughs> and he is not. Tom Smith is not making one million dollars off of this episode <laughs> but that's how i wanted it and i was like bro exactly there's so what. many opportunities that like i'm the smartest man in the world and you know you know what like bolt could do to you with one whisper and she's like Boop. still his mouth open blew his head off and you're like why did you tell God. her that <laughs> smartest like if, man I, in the world. if i were black bolt i'd have looked at him like bro shut up <laughs> I have one move, and you told her about it. It's kind of like said, this is our soldier, Achilles. He is the man, and no one can beat him. Just don't. He does just have a bad don't, ankle. <laughs> just don't hit him in the ankle, and you're in trouble. Wait, what? Nothing. Why would you tell him? Why did or you put a piece him? of armor over there? Why did you tell him about my ankle, Craig? I'm just like, you know, talking you up, bro. I'm just talking you up. My one weakness. <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. So, a little random Nerdica. Got a little bit of a little random Nerdica game for you. I got two. Oh, two. Okay. Juice is so much better than this. I'm not making you. Okay, actually, I'm making you cast something. <laughs> <laughs> if you could book any match by grabbing two wrestlers. From their prime time and putting him in the ring together for the main event of WrestleMania. Who do you book? The new stipulations, too, or is it just like a match? Yeah, an yeah. open match? Give us a stipulation, too. Ooh. I think in prime, well, I had, okay, I'm going to tell you what I had right off the bat, like first thing that popped in my head. Okay. And then I'll tell you, then we'll break it down. Okay. I would want a proper send-off for the Undertaker. I want it to be him and Kane one last time in prime, buried alive match. He goes down, loses the streak finally, buried that character, doesn't come back at all. I think that would be a number one. Because mm. he deserves that. He should have yes. done that. 
he shouldn't have got a concussion and <laughs> gave it to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> uh, modern wise, I think. I don't know, man. It'd be cool to see, like, WWE is just so different now, right? It is. Like, I would say, like, Kenny Omega, like, coming over to fight, like, Seth Rollins would be super crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, entity-wise, I think Roman's just, like, too big to, like, deal with anybody in AEW. I think he would smash everybody over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. I think that would be my one. I think Undertaker and Kane just to have a proper send-off for, like, wrestling match. Did you see MJF and uh, Brian? Daniel? Yeah. Dude, that match was crazy. Holy Lord. Yeah. So, um, a lot of good wrestling around. It's just like... It is. It's been, NJP's killing it, too. Like, mm-hmm. New Japan, dude. So good, it's dude. still just and, where it's at, baby. My especially, girl in the, is, especially in the Divas. Yeah, that's what I was fixing to say. My girl's over there. Sasha. Yeah. Sasha Monet. So well, she's so good, dude. She is. And I'm so glad she's over there just thriving and smiling and happy. Mm-hmm. Doing big things. Um what about you, man? Initially, I would say WrestleMania. There's a vacant title. Mm-hmm. The two that are contending are Christian Storm and Logan Lee. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I would say not really, but yes, no, no, but really seriously. <laughs> um, uh, in his prime, Bruno San Martino. Ooh, way back then. Versus a 2000 and. 12 2013 triple h oh dang that'd be interesting clash of styles and stuff yeah but triple h was trained like in that old school style too, he was though. he was trained in that old style old style mm-hmm. uh but i think like the build of it the i wonder it, how well deep. like the like the crazy old school wrestlers that carried in like the the 60s and stuff would do in like this new age you think it'd they be, wouldn't like, do well Vince I don't think so. <laughs> get out of here. It wouldn't be good on a mic, and Vince uh, wouldn't want that much technical wrestling in it. Dude, the the mic work just in the eighties and down compared to now is. If you watch old stuff, it's so bad. It's so crazy. I mean, it's good, but it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> the wrestling story they're telling is fantastic. Yes. The back I'm going to take you great. down, baby, to the but, streets and whip that booty everywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to the bathroom back here and I'm gonna put your head in the toilet and flush it. Ooh. I'm gonna stretch you harder than anybody's ever stretched you before. <laughs> when I come at you, I'm gonna come at you like a pit bull. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna come at you hard. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna come at you and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt you. Yeah. I think the old like wrestlers are just like high on cocaine and watch a lot of porno. Just <laughs> went out there and just did the promos. <laughs> what do you mean it's broken? I fix it. I fix it hard and I right. Fix it hard and right. Oh, I'll grab God. you by the neck and pump you to daylight. 
Whoa, what were we even talking about? What was that, Rick? What? What was that? Uh, dude, I followed this thing on TikTok. It's just like everyday Ric Flair quotes. It's just a random quote every day of like, hey, this is my son when I tell him to go take out the trash. And then he's got cut in a promo. That's fine. I will never do that again. Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> the TikTok I sent you. You are looking at the nature boy. <laughs> Bro, that is the funniest shit ever. Oh you my have passed in the glory. <laughs> so stupid, bro. <laughs> of Rick Blair. Oh, that is the funniest. So not just the nature boy. Lorraine Ramon. Oh, money. Razor. Ramon, <laughs> that's the stupidest thing, but it's so funny, bro. Oh my god, TikTok is so underrated, bro. It is it's just underrated. for the stupidest yeah. stuff. Oh, oh. Uh, you can't take it too serious. That's I hate when people are like TikTok. I don't know TikTok. It's just, I'm like, dude, you're giving it too much serious credit. Like it's just such a great place to just yes. dumb down, unwind, and laugh. Download TikTok, just type in some type of comedy you're interested yeah. in, and just ride it. Ride just the wave. Ride, ride the wave, baby. <laughs> you will get so much serotonin from just laughing. Uh, so the second, the, the second thing, you have the ability, and I've asked Josh this. Okay. You have the ability to start the DC universe over. Mm-hmm. In the in the theater, kind of like James Gunn is doing. What story kicks it off first? What 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 is the first movie that boom? Here it is. Flash, hands down. Okay. I, I like think that. I think Flash, like in the first 30 minutes, we get that what is the end that we see in the uh animated and like everybody like mm-hmm. Batman, you see him blow up to pieces. Like Wonder Woman's, like her arms are ripped off from like mm-hmm. all the the flying, like mm-hmm. the whatever parademons. Those, the parademons, like, yeah. and you see just Barry looking like beat up, mask like ripped off halfway, and then you see that go do it. I'm not leaving you guys. You have to now. We've lost this. We got to reset and do it right again. And then you have <laughs> to find us. You have to fix this. You have to fix fix this. And then he like goes back like too far, and they're like young. young or just set up and like he sees like flashes of everything of like everybody blowing up you see like maybe putting everything i even take clips of like the old like movies that we've seen and grown up with or like freeze and stuff and you see everything kind of like a deadpool shooting everybody Mm. but it's like him just like seeing everything that we've been through and just resetting it retconning everything yeah, you see everything. Like if they're serious about it, because like yeah. DC always has a problem with like doing multiverses at the same time, and it makes mm. no sense, like logically to like just an everyday consumer. But it, I would definitely start with Flash. I would just erase everything, like acknowledge everything that we've done, mm-hmm. and see everything that we've done, and know that this is those timelines are into one now, and yeah. then. That would be that would be my reset. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, who is your first big bad that brings them all together? The Justice League. Mm. 
I don't know, man. If it's it has to be somebody that can deal with Superman, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to probably do Lex, uh, and then him getting out of hand with something. Um, probably Lex. I would say Lex. I would mm-hmm. have it more so like Iron Man one and two, where it's not like a crazy big bad. It would be like just he's about to like unleash this. So we're like in the Avengers, right? So. Mm-hmm. He opens, you know, like a portal and they're like, oh, we got to nip this before like anything happens. But then that like little blip on the radar mm-hmm. brings in, you know, like a like a dark side or mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, it, it sucks, but like Marvel's just made the path, right? I mean, they're yeah. going to be decapitated by their own greatness because like it's oh, going to yeah. be so hard to like phase five and beyond because mm-hmm. of how good a job they did. Mm-hmm. And like that superhero wise, you have to follow that now because you yeah. can't just be like, here's the X-Men. And then everybody's just there like it used to, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, I like that. Uh, probably Lex. Right? Lex is a stable one because you got to compete with Superman because like other if you don't do that, then I guess I don't know if I would start with Superman for sure, because he's never had a good track record of people caring about him. But I think that's mm-hmm. just because he's. He's crazy OP. powerful, yeah. but if you bring the Justice League out, you gotta like bring something crazy because mm. otherwise he's just like watching from like the top of the tower. Like, uh, they've got it. They don't need. They've got this. It's fine. Who are your seven founding members? If you could build the Justice League, Ooh, I mean, you gotta have the top three. So mm-hmm. you'll have Bat, you'll have Wonder Woman, Superman, Flash. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern. Uh, who would you do for Green Lantern? I mean, as much as I love John Stewart, uh, I think that you'd have to start with Hal. Yeah, do Hal. Mm-hmm. I like Hal. I think Green Lantern gets such a bad rap too because his yeah. universe, like his own universe, like with the core and stuff like that. Oh like, yeah, with like Sinestro and like the Black Lanterns and the Yellow Lanterns and the Red Lanterns and all that. Yeah, it's like it's literally a whole universe to itself, mm-hmm. and we've never really explored that <laughs> other than like him being like, "I gotta go," yeah. and he's off. So it's Look, like uh, this isn't the only planet I'm supposed to be watching. I know, so, like a Miss Marvel type thing. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna go for a while. Yeah. Um. You probably have to have. I don't know. Who's the last two? Who would you go like cyborg and I would probably go Manhunter, yeah, and like a Mr. Fate, uh, yeah, Dr. Fate or Dr. Fate, sorry, yeah. Dr. Fate and Manhunter as founders. Uh, if not Dr. Fate, probably I mean, we're kind of shitting on Aquaman too, but he's like a <laughs> you have to bring him in later. Because he <laughs> he's got his own drama. Yeah. Um, if not Doctor Fate, probably Hawkman. Yeah. Or Hawk Hawk Girl, either one of the Hawks. Yeah, they're kind of like one and the same. Mm-hmm. I feel like two for one special. Yeah. I wish they would do like a Young Justice. I mean, it would be like a. Oh. It would be cool to do it in it movie form because so I feel like the CW would kind of give it like a a doofy type of feel. Yeah, if HBO Max did an OG, like their own original show, Young Justice, Justice and live action, it is. I think it's, I think it's still like top five of like DC IPs, Mm. just story wise, characters, Mm. like 
just the arcs so good yeah all right so the third that's what we should do one day too talk about rank, like the, rank uh dc ips like overall like oh, what's God. your favorite but just like even break down the batmans like would you do like tim burton's batman over like nolan's batmans or like you know just like break everything down what's top five overall dc ips of wow all time? That took a that lot of thinking. Good. That would be a good that would be, one. <laughs> that would be a lot of thinking. That'd be hard. Um, so the third thing in Randonautica. If there is anything in your pocket right now, okay. we need a we need a rant. Anything in your back pocket that you're just like, you know what? Here's what I got to tell you about. Here's what really grinds my gears. We need a rev rant. Man. You know, in like a, and other than like my collectible ways, mm-hmm. like I'm always ranting on those things, but collectibles kind of piss me off right now. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Since I've been collecting, this is like probably the hardest time in the world to be a collector because you can't, like, if you're, say, Joe Schmo off the street, right? Oh. Say you like Scooby Doo. Like, Hey, these bobblehead things are pretty cool. I like Scooby Doo. It's my favorite cartoon of all time. You know that about me. Mm-hmm. I go and like just somebody's like, "How do I get in touch with these uh, Funko Pop things?" And you're like, "You can just pull up the Funko app, Funko.com. Download it uh, on the app. Even you'll pull up, you know, all your price lists where you can buy it. And then you just go into it. You're thinking, "Hey, I'll spend like you know twenty bucks on each of these. Get the whole gang, make a setup, have leveling, get some comics." like the DVDs, have a cool setup. But I'd be remiss to say if you can't afford it anymore, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you ain't getting no Scooby-Doo set because the cheapest one of those punk-ass things is like $85. A piece? A piece, yeah. And, you know, I like... Yeah, I know, dude. It's like literally everybody... Like, that's a job now. Like, get into it first so you can just flip and resell. And I hate, like, stupid Gary V and stupid shit like that because everybody's like, oh, just go get a coffee mug and sell it for $200. That's how you make money in America, which is true. That's cool. But if yeah. you just love the game and you just want it just because, who's mm. going to pay $200 for a coffee mug? Not a damn soul. And I have my cool Moon Knight set up over here. Mm-hmm. And the one like exclusive that I need, guess how much that stupid thing is? It's the glow, and it's okay. a mistaken glow, like a okay. misprint glow. Usually okay. the glows are blue and blue. This yes. one has a blue and green. Mind you, there's nothing different about okay. the figure itself. Okay. Just guess how um, much. Just guess. One piece. One piece. And a small uh, one, not like a big one. It's just a small, like... It's a regular pop. Re- regular pop. Okay. I guess. 135. Nope, not even close. Oh, God. 200? Nope. More than 200, Riff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll never get it. <laughs> even <laughs> if I made a million dollars, I'm not buying that stuff off of principle. My God. How much yeah. is it? It is right now. People are trying to sell it for five hundred and ninety-five dollars for one thing. 
Yeah. And you know what's different? I've got the pop that's like him suited up, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing that's different about this, it has a sticker on it and his sleeves are rolled up. Only thing different. So it's Mr. Mr. Knight. Well, I've got the Mr. Knight as well, which those things have skyrocketed too. Yeah. Like they're both like a hundred apiece, but I've got a Mr. Knight and it has the suit and everything. But the one that it has is just like an exclusive one and it has the sleeves rolled up and it has like a misprint glow. $595. I saw it in a store one day because I go to Kennesaw sometimes for my loop. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I saw it in the the case i was like i'll never have this so that's my rant i'm pretty much out of collectibles 195 dollars yeah you can get a playstation a new playstation or xbox for that you can have a probably a ton more fun (laughs) so now i'm at the point to where if i don't get it like day of release i'm just not looking for it anymore because they go crazy expensive right when people sell them out and they pocket them they go up like 10 times what they're worth people pay 15 dollars for these things and then they'll be 80 dollars the next day isn't it crazy though that like okay this show mm-hmm. has been going on for five seasons almost yes. four years okay mm-hmm. in 2019 when we started this show mm-hmm. In our first season, you all did an episode about Pops. Mm-hmm. Nerdy Pop, while I was in Europe. Yep. They were nowhere near, at that time, as expensive as they are now. No, there was the like game was fun. The game was, it fun, was fun still. Like, the high one that I wanted was like 200 bucks, but mm-hmm. it was like, those were the ones I was like, yeah, I'm never going to touch. Because, like, yeah. they're, they were from, like, the beginning. So, it's like, it wasn't even like, it was worth that. It was just the nostalgia it sells, right? <laughs> but so yeah. in the short almost four years, these things, not just these things, but capitalism itself has and I blame Gary V has grabbed the game. Gary V and you want to know what happened is people like Logan Paul got involved. Yes. Uh, yeah, the celebrities started getting my Pokemon too. <laughs> when the, when the celebrities start getting involved in the niche. Yeah. Then, because because I read this article, dude, and the article is true, and it, it like this is this is straight from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, Funko is dump is dumping like thirty million dollars worth of pops. Yeah. In a landfill, like in a dump, instead oh. of. You know, marking well, now, them down or giving them away or all that or writing them off and all that because financially, now. because financially, it's more viable for them to just yep. dump them and write it all off. And you know what they're doing now is jacking up the price of like, so there's, I don't know if you've read the King Venom comic book series, right? But it's like just a little short thing where Venom was pretty much king of Marvel. Like he okay. held, uh, Mjolnir, he had like sword, he's like just hack a slash and everything had wings. But anyway, they released this pop like maybe a week ago, and it's like a cool pop. Mm-hmm. But they said they were doing like a mystery box, like you had to buy a mystery box to get it. 
So that jacks up the price like 20 bucks. And then you get two mystery pops with it and everybody's showing online what these mystery pops are. Complete trash. Like they're just <laughs> literally things that are that are sitting on the shelf at, at the company. Yeah, I'm sure. Like they're just like, eh, just throw two in there. It doesn't matter what's like that have one, to make like a character from Big Hero Six that like is in one scene. His pop is also yeah. in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never do anything with. So it's like, oh yeah, I have this mystery box, but we're filling it with two things trash, and then that one thing that you want. But then after reading that article, I was like. That's how you know that um, the games big. the game's not fun anymore for people, <laughs> no. and and they're too big, too way too big because they're they're throwing away thirty million dollars worth of product. That's this crazy. Year. That's like instead of giving it away or sending it across seas for as toys for you know children at Christmas and and poor countries. Yeah, or in this away, country bro. for for yeah. poor people in this country you know it's sure. like it's like but you it's more financially viable for them to just it. throw them in the dump and there's like you can like watch videos of people waiting at these dumps and fighting each other <laughs> to go through the garbage yeah i remember one time i took cash to like target like seven o'clock in the morning because i wanted a few of the funko pops and these dudes already are lined up like I was there early, like almost 30 minutes early. And man, it is crazy. Crazy. It's insane. Well, I hate that it's not fun anymore. I hate that uh it got so big that it's like now in its own shadow, pretty much. But uh we are going to step away for a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to talk about the newest installment of Scream, Scream Six. That is in theaters right now when 30 Nerdy Podcast returns. What do you get when you mix a Hitchcock masterpiece with a juicy spy novel and add a dash of Monty Python? You get The 39 Steps, a fast-paced whodunit for anyone who loves the magic of theater. This two-time Tony and Drama Desk Award-winning treat is packed with non-stop laughs multiple characters played by a ridiculously talented cast of four, an on-stage plane crash, handcuffs, missing fingers, and some good old-fashioned romance. So get your tickets now to Encore Theatrical Company's next show, The 39 Steps. Produced at Rose Center in Morristown, Tennessee, May the 5th through May 14th. For tickets, go to etcplays.com or call 423-318-318. 8331, where it's not just theater, it's on call. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery, where legends are made. Here, we won't herd you like a bunch of old cattle, leaving you feeling dazed and crazed and in a smoky haze. Here, we aren't just another moonshine sip and stop in the volunteer state, we are much more. At Tennessee Legend Distillery, we will show you that billboards don't make you a legend. And here, you aren't just another sale and a printed receipt. Here, you are the legend. Come be a part of the legend by visiting one of our four locations located across the state of Tennessee. Whether you're visiting the small local town of Cookville, boot scooting in the music city of Nashville, or relaxing in the beautiful Smoky Mountains of Sevierville, 
Tennessee Legend Distillery will have you saying, make mine a legend, no matter what you sip on. Stop in and try any of our multi-award winning spirits like our King Snake Bourbon Whiskey, our 120 proof White Corn Hammershine, or our number one seller, our Salted Caramel Whiskey. Not only will you become a part of the legend, but you will also become part of our secret creed of spirits. That's right, Tennessee Legend Distillery is the only place you'll be able to find the exclusive Assassin's Creed Spirit Collection. We have the AC-15 four-year-old bourbon whiskey celebrating 15 years of Altair, Ezio, and all of the other Assassin's Creed characters. Next up, we have our Valhalla Vodka, a smooth, 80-proof, tasteless spirit that will keep you going on any cold or hot Midgard night. Last, but certainly not least, take to the high seas with our brand new Black Flag Spiced Rum, a spirit that would make Edward Kenway join our crew. These legendary exclusive spirits can only be found here, with more on the way. Brought to you by Ubisoft, Anthem Spirits, and Tennessee Legend Distillery. For more information, check out our TennesseeLegend.com or follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Live in another state? No worries. Go to kegandbottle.com. That's K-E-G-N-B-O-T-T-L-E, kegandbottle.com, and search Tennessee Legend Distillery. They'll deliver it right to your door. Mention 30 and Nerdy Podcasts while checking out in any one of our locations across Tennessee and receive a free shot glass. What are you waiting for? Come walk among legends at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. Hello there. This is the Mad Hatter from Wonderland. I'm having a tea party with Encore Theatrical Company on April 29th at 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. Either one. Come, have some tea with me and my friends at All Saints Episcopal Church. Again, that's my Mad Hatter Tea Party, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on April 29th, All Saints Episcopal Church. For tickets, go to ETC Plays dot org it's going to be a mad time what's up guys this is logan better known as the rev of rents on yours truly 30 and nerdy podcast exciting news coming to you because your boy now owns a business and that business is shane's rib shack in Georgia, McDonough, Highway 81, and we've got some delicious food. We got ribs, we got wings, we've got tendies, we've got boneless, we got everything you want. You like burgers? We got that too. And I would be very appreciative if you showed me the love that you showed me here, right here, the 30 Nerdy Podcast, and go and find me in Georgia and eat some of that Shane Shack food. And if you do, always. Tell them that 30 and Nerdy sent you. And I promise, my word right here, you mention 30 and Nerdy, you get the free sweet tea. That's on me. And that's a promise. Because the reverence never breaks a promise. Hey. 
Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions. Or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Michael oh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey. And as always, get slayed. My name's Neil Ward, and I play Lionel Flack in the film Feed Me, and you're listening to 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Stay tuned. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Welcome back, Nerds and Nerdettes, and one question... What's your favorite scary movie? That's right. We're talking about Scream. Scream 6, the newest one, Mm. in fact. But I have to say, uh, speaking of Scream in general, uh, I think it's become one of the most famous and recognizable slashers in Hollywood. Oh, hands down. Uh, This was created by the master Wes Craven. I say if you ask anybody, it's probably in their top three. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, Wes directed the first four films, uh, but then sadly he passed. Um, And then, uh, yes, rest in peace to the the legend. Uh, Then it was uh, taken over. And uh, I mean, what it does, what others have struggled to do and what I think Scream has done is it has consistently satisfied both its fan base and general audience. Uh, I mean, it has six films now. Um, and you would expect to find a few flaws, a few duds some there somewhere. Now, I will say there are some that are better than others. And there are some, you know, not as good as the other one. But in the Scream franchise, I would not say there's duds. Um, for instance, if you look at Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Halloween, there are true duds in those mm-hmm. franchises to where you're just like, oh, we don't even we don't even watch them. Right. We don't <laughs> touch them. Um, so bad that those franchises have went back and retconned all their other work. Mm-hmm. with newer sequels um sometimes that doesn't work <laughs> sometimes it didn't work with halloween i'll tell you that that much mm. um now while some of these uh films uh like i said are, are some better than others but for the most part it has continued to deliver upon the premise that was definitely set by the original scream uh movie back in 1996 1996 man good lord Ooh. We are not far from celebrating 30 years of Scream. I don't know. Ooh. Ugh. 
So, uh, most major slasher franchises, um, they, uh, they, as I said, go forgotten. Some of theirs, their installments, like nobody really watches Freddy four or five. Really, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Friday the Thirteenth that people don't touch. Um, well, I guess kind of you're making movies for the name, right? Mm-hmm. Popping them out at Halloween and kind of takes a backseat to the story. I feel like there for a little bit, probably around 2010 ish maybe mm-hmm. a little bit earlier like people are just going for like who can get the craziest kill count or who can get mm-hmm. like the out most outlandish kill or mm-hmm. you know we have yeah, a face and then we that, have that a, blood porn yeah pretty much all, yeah yeah how outrageous can we do this like all the mm-hmm. saw movies hostile the newer jason movie with jared padalecki well, the first saw I loved that was like a mind oh, teaser. Yeah, yeah it was the first so good. One was so the second good. was like decent, and then it kind of like I mean, if yeah. you like that stuff, I'll more power to you. But I gotta have some type of story, man. Yeah. Um, and and the thing about Scream is, is it's not only managed to stay afloat, but it has actually continued to grow each one. Mm-hmm. pieces and is now possibly arguably undergoing probably one of the most successful periods in the franchise with back-to-back massive successes with five and mm-hmm. six um, and is it the only franchise that like talks about itself in itself yeah it's very self-aware <laughs> it, it, it's it's very self-aware and i think that that's what makes it so successful right. is they're not only self-aware but they do it without playing the we're self-aware card. Right. You know, like it talks in each one, you get the tropes in each mm-hmm. movie. You get the updated tropes. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, now it's no longer about like, if you can have sex, you know, now it's about like, don't, you know, now these people can die. Well, it's like, well, yeah, you're kind of talking about the fact that you can kill legacy characters. Oh, yeah, now legacy characters are fair game. Mm-hmm. And then in Scream 5, we lose a legacy character. And it's like, what? And it's like, no, we basically told you that Dewey was dying in this one because we said in the rules, we're now part of a franchise. Mm-hmm. Not a sequel, not a trilogy. We're now part of a franchise, so new rules. Anytime there was rules, they were actually like self-aware of the new rules and it played mm-hmm. into the movie. So I think that is one of the bigger parts of their success is they are self-aware without being too meta. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, I mean, with the fifth and sixth installments and like literally back to back, almost a year apart from each other, which is also rarely heard of that. You can do this back to back like, wait, there's not two years in between them. It's literally like nice. nine months, <laughs> 10 months between them. And they're still so successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so where so many other horror series have withered away and died at this point. Scream is now got this new burst of energy. That, you know, m- most horror series by three four and four are are losing steam and it's like 
this one's kind of aging like wine, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I love it. And I've always told people, this is my favorite slasher franchise. And not just because I'm a product of the nineties and it was mm-hmm. our slasher. Yeah. You know, like the seventies and eighties people, they're like, well, we had Freddie and Jason, or we had Michael. We have Ghostface. The nineties, mm-hmm. the kids had Ghostface. And it stood a better test of time than some of those classic slashers. You know, they got very lucky with uh, Jenna Ortega, too, because she kind of blew up the same time, mm-hmm. like, she was cast in Scream. So you don't really get that, like, where you pass the torch, like, uh, on mm-hmm. uh, Halloween, right? Like, nobody's really taking the mantle. Like, you still have the face, obviously, mm-hmm. of Michael, but the sister... Like they're running yeah. that into the ground, like, and there's no replacement for that, right? So, like, no, in Scream, they've done like a really fluent, like, of passing the torch, right? So, it's Absolutely. not like a, uh, you have to deal with Sydney, like, for, you know, 40 years, like, it's already passed on to somebody else. So, yep. that's, I don't think that's ever happened in another franchise because they try to do it with Saul a little bit, I guess, but yeah, they did. I don't think it, took as well no and and in all honesty um jason never had a face a scream queen you know a mm-hmm. a, a final person that was in each one mm-hmm. uh freddie started to falter after nancy died in three it's mm-hmm. like you thought you had it you're like well nancy was in one and that was like that great nancy and freddie yeah she wasn't in two and you did this weird really weird thing with this guy and he's actually possessed by freddie and it's like but we've we ignore that now we've retconned that shit (laughs) and then you bring nancy back in three but then you kill her off in three because it was like this you know probably done with this blah, blah blah and then a couple years later you do four sucks not really good final girl five you patricia arquette won't return so you recast the part kill her off find another final girl she doesn't last the next movie so it's like freddie didn't ended up like people loved that dynamic of nancy and freddie michael and his sister lord you know and you we've had sydney and ghostface but where everyone thought this one would fail this year because Sydney wasn't in it. You got it quite possibly. It's no. like it proved that if done right by the right people in the right way, mm-hmm. you cannot have your final girl in it and still be amazing. Where all the others fell apart yeah. after Jamie died in resurrection. Michael fell apart. It was just not good. And the yep. ones that she wasn't in are people's least favorites, four or five and six or three, four, three was God awful. Michael <laughs> wasn't even in three, four, five, six. Then Lori dies and then they've rebooted them, but it's just terrible now because the writing's bad, but it's like, but here, here's screen standing the test of time. And actually answering the question that can it survive without Sydney? And it not only survived, this one kicked ass. 
Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, it it's really like good. it starts the way I worded it when Christopher asked me how I felt about it is it starts anew yet continues the franchise beautifully. Yes. It's just and, fantastic. Know, back to that point too, just the trope of like, kind of like the uh, superheroes, right? You're mm-hmm. only as good as your best villain. Horror movies is the exact opposite. Like mm-hmm. your villain's only as good as your mm-hmm. hero, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is interesting, but it did. It felt so good. It's like, uh, kept comparing it to, I don't know if you are a big Call of Duty fan anymore. I know we used to be back in the day. Yeah. But like even Scream here, he felt, I don't know if you'll know what I'm saying when I say this. He felt heavy. Like he had oh. purpose when he like walked and he felt like, I don't know, Good there's all. a different like body. Terrifying. Language. This yeah. one was, was like attacking in the day and like, like he just felt purposeful and like, yeah. Like the big werewolf in Underworld. Yeah. That character had purpose. That werewolf <laughs> had a driven purpose, made a presence every time it was in the picture. Yes. It was just um, like the when creeper. There, you were like, the creeper in the first Jeepers Creepers. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Still one that, of the that that previous, purpose, like, that just just force. And this one just ugh. This ghost face was not really playing games no like this one wasn't like we're gonna we're gonna do trivia you know yeah this one was like i'm going to kill you you're going to die (laughs) i'll do it in front of people i don't care i have one purpose right now and that's to kill you both yeah Mm -hmm. and that's it no one's gonna stop me that in itself is kind of terrifying (laughs) it's terrifying um now, Scream 6 has just become the fifth film of the franchise to cross the $100 million milestone at the global box office. Ooh. And it deserves every dollar of it. Yeah, it's... I feel like it's still probably getting a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, money pouring in. And it's crazy, too, because it's at a kind of odd time for a horror movie. It's usually like late fall type of... Yeah, like, yeah March, was, still... March was interesting. And it might be smart. It might be like, wow, nobody releases horror in the spring, so let's uh, let's do it. Right. (laughs) What the heck? Let's just try it. Who's going to compete with us? Nobody. Nobody. Like Scream 6 is is doing better than Shazam and Ant-Man. Yep. Which is saying something in this superhero world we live in. For a little bit, Cocaine Bear was doing better than (laughs) Ant-Man. I watched that the other day on one of my uh sites but mm-hmm. um dude it was funny it's it, like that's the thing is it it's funny yeah it's so ridiculous yeah and it has some good kills in it too so well it, the the story that it's based on happened up the road from here oh really <laughs> outside of knoxville tennessee that's funny yeah it didn't actually happen that way obviously right the, the uh, bear did not go on a rampage it probably died in like two seconds. Yeah, it ended <laughs> up dying, it but it did ingest a shit ton of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there's one way I want to go out, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> if there's one way I want to go out, it's bear fist fighting a bear, a bear that's just just riddled with powder on its nose. <laughs> just it just hit the slopes, and we're boxing. That's how I want to go out. 
Did you drink a glass a of milk? Are you high as hell? <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll tell a story. Like, did you hear about Tyler? No. Fucking died boxing a bear high on cocaine. <laughs> I mean, hey. he, he got some good jabs in on the bear, but the bear ripped his ass apart. <laughs> he actually got a really nice straight ride in there, and then the bear was like, could you get off me? I'm like, just trying to chill and have a great just morning. Just trying to chill, man. <laughs> I don't know don't what this powder, I don't know what this powdered sugar is, but it is fantastic, and <laughs> I feel like I could take on an army. <laughs> the thing that, and you kind of talked about Ghostface being heavy, is Scream Six hits you in the gut from the beginning, and it does not slow down. Bro, the opening intro, yes, I was like, like you said, okay, are we? Are we going into oh, it now? we're we're yeah, spoil okay. we're this is full spoilers. If you haven't seen Scream, okay, six yet, stop right now and come back when you've seen it. Uh, pause and we're back. And we're back. so that first like opening scene, man, was so intense, so right off the bat, fast. You're like, there's no way it's starting like this. Like yeah. you said, in broad daylight, you're just like, no way, because they're in big city now. We mm-hmm. haven't really experienced that yet. We're in the Big Apple. Yeah, so trying to get away from small town living, and mm-hmm. here he comes back. Which you got the classic phone call, and mm-hmm. you're just like bantering back and forth, and you're like, oh, "How's he going to get? She's not. No, she's not going to get. Uh, she's going down that alley. She's going yeah. down the alley." Idiot. But then you're like, "Not in broad daylight, is it? Like there are people just, right over there." Yeah, like you see somebody's like, "No, they're not going to do that," and then just. Rogue like screams and nobody hears her. Yeah, that's crazy. Or it's if they the hear city, her, man. just walking by. Because <laughs> I'm sure people scream all the time in alleys in New York, and people are like, Well, that's New York, baby. <laughs> there goes another one towards that's the greatest city in the world. That's the concrete jungle. We hear screaming all the time. <laughs> like all of a sudden, New Yorkers all talk with transatlantic accents. <laughs> like, well, this is New York. People scream all the time. That's okay. And then just, I mean, there's no kill shot in it. There's like, there's a machine gun, like pretty much pump right fist going into her. Yeah. There's no like, hey, let me Uh, get this kill shot. Slow. You're down. Uh, Yeah. uh, And then like the used to, they do like the reflect the camera on her eye and like you'd see ghost face reflection or I know he's like, just boom 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 prison ruling it like oh, just t- 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 and you're just yeah. like good god man yeah it catches you right off the the rip and you're like holy mm-hmm. crap this is the pacing okay let's go let's strap in so yeah the fun thing about that is is uh do you think that this is ghost face and it is ghost face and he has killed this teacher from a local film college and then it takes he takes his mask off Right off in the beginning, right off the like, bat, you're like, "What the? That's what Flash Thompson me? from Spider Man." <laughs> you're like, "Wow, he uh, you've changed. You've changed, Flash. <laughs> uh, I mean, you were always kind of an asshole, but I didn't think you had this in you, Ooh. you know." And uh, freaking goes back to his apartment, and he has these 
busts of ghost face masks that he's been practicing with and he gets this phone call and like basically what he's telling the audience us is that him and his friend are planning to kill the sisters from five mm-hmm. tara and sam because richie was their friend and they had to finish and they his had to story finish his then. film and then he gets a phone call oh, that at God. first sounds like his roommate and they're bantering about like, yeah, I went ahead and killed her and I wanted to get practice in. And it's like, I had blue balls, man. And, you know, and he's like, and then finally he starts talking like ghost face. And he's like, oh, you want to play the game? He's like, yeah, you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. And he finds his friend hacked to pieces in the fridge, like last night's leftovers. Mm-hmm, head tilted over head to tilted over like which is not ghost face like you could tell that that was like there's anger in that killing Mm -hmm. like ghost face doesn't leave emaciated bodies everywhere yeah and like there was anger in that and then he is killed this this guy who just killed his teacher as ghost face is killed by another ghost face yeah. And he's like, no, we got to finish the movie. And this ghost was like, the movies. And just, and boom, there's your opener. <clears throat> Opening crawl happens. That scream pop. It's like, whoa. They didn't just open brutally. They opened with a twist, too. The, du- the double twist. <laughs> like, what? what? Ooh, it's it so like, good. It's like, no, no, no. I'm a double agent. Actually, I'm a triple agent. <laughs> Oh, I know, man. It was honestly, I didn't expect it. I, I like that right off the bat because usually I try to be pretty keen on like calling things out. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe it's this person, this person, that person. But in this scenario, you don't have time. You don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't realize, you know, what you're seeing. You already think you've found Ghostface, and then you get the phone call again. You're like, wait a second. The friend you're thinking, obviously, it's the friend. He's gonna betray him. Friends in the fridge, and you're like, "What is going on? <laughs> What's going on? Is this a stab movie? Like, are we being punked again? Like the last, like the original trilogy? Um, that just hits you in the gut in the first. You're just like, what the hell? And then, like, but the other thing that that hits you about this and makes it so heavy is also spoiler alert: we're not just dealing with one ghost face. We're not just dealing with two ghost face." And three ghost faces mm-hmm. are in this movie and two of them were a pretty big twist for me uh, one was yes. obviously like wait what the f-? one was very predictable I was like yes. yeah it's probably going to be him but the other one and we'll get to it I was like well wow that was cool that was smart that was subtle what and then the third one you're just like wait a sec what the holy f-? moly you're just like, whoa, bravo. You hook bravo. Me. You hook me, you flip me. Yeah. Um, but you you don't know there's three until the very end. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the thing. But it definitely keeps you guessing and it shocks the hell out of you when it actually happens. But these ghost faces are brutal, fast paced. Not afraid to kill in public, not afraid to kill in the daylight, not afraid to kill people to get to you. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Um, Damn near no rules. D- no rules whatsoever. They are merciless. Um, the stabbing started early. It doesn't stop. It's like, it's just, it's just, I, can't, I keep saying it's just in the gut the entire time. Like, mm-hmm. even as an audience member, you're just like, good God, like you're tense the entire time. Like you're flexing your abs, you're on your edge of your seat. You're <laughs> like, this is, whoo, this is fast pace. It's kind of like that roller coaster that hits zero to a hundred in 3.5 mm-hmm. seconds. You're just like, whoa, we ain't even, we're not going to work into it. We're just going. Right. Um, The ferocity, that's a word, ferocity of these ghost face keeps you questioning who's next i for one thought that we were losing gail in this uh i did i thought since dewey died in the last one Mm -hmm. we should probably kill a legacy character in this one and if sydney's not in it then has to be gail Mm -hmm. i thought and i also kind of you know uh, behind the curtain thought that uh, it's time for courtney cox's Time and scream to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gail lived. Gail lived to report another day. <laughs> she Gail was, lives. She was effed up course, pretty bad. Of course, but, the shittiest one of all of them lives till the end. I know she'll outlive fucking Sydney. Watch, watch her outlive Sydney. I'll be pissed. So, is it true? Like behind the scenes, Sydney like just requested like a ton of money, and they were like, it wasn't an astronomical amount of money. It wasn't like yeah. an undoable amount of money. Yeah. It was, I'm getting older. Probably don't have many. I left am the face. Deal. I am the face of this franchise. I'm the final girl. I'm the reason that this franchise has gone on. And, you know, like I'm the lead. I'm, you know, like if I were a boy, you'd be paying me. Right. So much money. And they were saying no. And initially, Courtney left. Like, Courtney left with Nev mm-hmm. initially. And then there were some negotiations, and Nev just said, you know, um, I think uh, I'm, I'm just going to sit this one out. Uh, you yeah. know, good luck to y'all. Uh, you know, if, if it's just not working out this time. I get it, but I know my worth especially in this franchise mm-hmm. um you know uh, jamie Le- jamie lee curtis ended up tweeting and all these people like skeet ulrich jamie kennedy you know matthew lillard all of them were just like pay the woman mm-hmm. like she is sydney freaking prescott you know and jamie lee curtis was like i asked for more money and these new ones and they paid me Right. The industry has it. Dimension has the money because because of Scream. <laughs> you know, you've got the money. Mm-hmm. Pay Sydney Prescott. You pay Sydney Prescott. You can look at like a newbie and say, no, we're not giving you that kind of money. But she's Sydney effing Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> she's your final girl. Um, but it just, you know, negotiations fell apart and she's. Well, you they know, did leave her open to like they did. come back. So they didn't say they didn't she like was kill her off, off camera. Um, and and they did this in the last movie. They mentioned, you know, how's Mark? Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking during the last movie. I was like, son of a bitch, she married Patrick Dempsey's character and had kids. 
from the third movie. <laughs> the cop, Mark, from Scream yeah. 3, she, played mm-hmm. by Patrick Dempsey, she ended up marrying him and having kids with him. Yeah. So in this one, they say she and Mark took the kids into hiding. Yeah. She doesn't want to be. Like, she doesn't want to be. It part was of fair. This. You know, like yeah. she's she deserves her happy ending. And but it leaves it open. Um. But I also like how they didn't try to make Gail Sydney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was still like she's still Gail Weathers, kind of, right. you know. And they haven't really tried to make Tara or Sam Sydney. No, they're kind of using them in tandem. So yeah. it's kind of their nice. own. They're their own entity. Which um, was interesting, like when they, like you open on those, uh, those guys, how their relationship is kind of, mm-hmm. kind of fractured rocks. a little bit, and you know she's trying to be the mother figure to her mm-hmm. when she's not been in her life, and then that little scene where they were doing like the back and forth in the street, and then how something so small can turn like you as a victim of like a horrible incident into like. Hey, maybe she's the one that kind of, like you're saying in the beginning of this, it's you know not really innocent until proven, uh-huh. you know, so anymore. It's you know uh-huh. everybody's like, kind of got a guilty look to you. Uh-huh. She, uh huh. She she framed Richie. She mm-hmm. slapped him. She butchered him. All this stuff was on going around on the web. All these r- rumors and people were believing it. Classic uh-huh. Mysterio. And let's just let's just talk about the big apple in general like i enjoyed the move to new york city yes. it gets us away from woodsboro and distances from that sydney prescott thing because if we were in woodsboro people would be like you know it's woodsboro we should have sydney. It's all over again you know but yeah. we moved to new york city that makes the distancing from sydney easier for your average audience member mm-hmm. um and I, and I think, in my opinion, Sydney's in the top three of final girls, if not the top final girl, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's up there with Lori. Like, it's a, a neck and neck with her and Lori Strode as the final girl, Yeah, in my opinion. And she's Sydney Evan Prescott. However, if you ain't going to pay her the final girl, then, you know, I did support her choice to leave. She started the franchise. She ha- was the soul of the franchise. In my eyes, but this movie proves that uh, it doesn't need its soul to keep on going. Yes, uh, they they did a very good job. It not only keeps going, but it does spectacularly. Uh, the move to New York City added an anxiety unto itself that Woodsboro or college or even L.A. and three didn't bring. I mean, New York mm-hmm. City brings its own anxiety to it. Yes. <laughs> It does. Like, I've been to New York enough to know there's an anxiety to just walking in that city. Well, even one of the coolest scenes in the whole movie was the subway. That was Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm. Because for whatever reason with the Scream franchise, when somebody does die, everybody's always like, we got to go pump up the Scream mask sales. (laughs) There's like hundreds upon hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. Like wearing screen masks and then that dark subway when he was like trying God. to figure out where he was. That was creepy. That was a cool, cool scene. It's terrifying. Due to the fast pace of this movie, I think already taking it to the already fast paced entity. Uh, and nothing does it better than the greatest city in the world, as they say, New York City. So bravo mm-hmm. for that decision. You wanted this to be fast-paced and brutal and quick and anxious. 
having it in this city primarily made it brutal and fast and quick and anxious. And then on top of that, you have the ghost face acting the way he is. Oh, the anxiety's through the roof, putting all those components together. And honestly, I think that's almost what drives the franchise, right? Because he's not like a very imposing killer. Like he has like a good presence about him, but he's not. No, you can knock him down. Six, seven foot tall. He's not, you know, just a You could break a vase over him and it knocks him down. You can punch him or kick him in the balls and, and he falls. He gets yeah, the shit kicked him, out bro. of him. Like in every movie, Ghostface gets the shit kicked out of him. Yes. Durability is way up on Ghostface. Yes. His, that durability stat is through the <laughs> roof. He's got charisma, durability, not a lot of strength. Not no. a lot of strength. Like he can't bust through a door the way that like Jason can. But he can use the butt of the knife to get that one kill. That was, dude, some of the kills are brutal in this when the brutal. doctor or the uh, therapist mm-hmm. puts his face up to the door and he gets like the eye gouge of the century. Good God. I so know, brutal. dude. And that's daylight, dude. Daylight. In the middle of the day, he was standing on his porch at the front door looking through his mm-hmm. glass in like Greenwich Village apartments, like wealthy apartments. And you telling me that some asshole wasn't like sweeping the street going, what the hell's going on over there? Yeah. Like you telling me in the middle of the, I've been to New York city 20 something times now in the middle of the day, if I saw just walking down the street or from my window in the other apartment or a taxi driving by, statistically speaking, someone had to see some fool in a ghost face (laughs) outfit standing on this guy's porch and he didn't give a shit. No. Didn't give a damn about it. Um, let's talk about the sisters, though. I thought it was a nice touch, like you said, that they had this subplot of, like, Sam not being able to let her go, to mm. let Tara go, being overprotective. The underlying message that the big sister was afraid to let her go added such a cool little nuance to it. Because, uh, yeah. you know, we're both big brothers. Mm-hmm. Of, a, of a younger sister and it is tough but i would imagine it's even tougher if you've been through something as scary as what happened in the last movie to them like right. yeah i'd be extremely overprotective of peyton or nolan if we survived something like that right i wouldn't want them out of my sight because you'd have this like it's going to happen again feeling mm-hmm. especially in new york city <laughs> right like it might not even be ghost face. You could just be killed by some guy. Um, but it really, it really added a nice little subplot. Like Tara wanted to find her own way in life, mm-hmm. you know, and try to forget it. Like it happened, we survived it. Mm-hmm. We're in, we're in, we're in New York now. We're not in I'm Woodsboro. Not live, I'm not gonna live my life in fear anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Little did she know? Yeah. Little did she know that. Uh, Ghostface would attack her right there on the street that night. Um, I enjoyed the performances by them, not just in that subplot. Uh, they're both good at conveying fear, stress, um, sadness, paranoia, uh, all the emotions that they have to feel in this movie. Both both Sam and Ta- and Tara uh, portray it really well. I think the actresses are fantastic. And I mean, obviously, like we talked about, like Jenny Ortega has blown up, blown up since um, 
the first scream that she was in five because then she went on to do x and wednesday and i mean who'd have thought that this little girl from the disney or nickelodeon show that she was on or uh i think she was in the my babysitter's a vampire or some movie that like mm-hmm. those t- bella thorne was in or something like that i can't remember she was in that for a little bit and now she's just uber she's star. everywhere uber mm-hmm. star um i hope that the franchise continues uh for many more as long as they're going to keep pumping out quality stuff which i mean they left it open because yeah. sam like that legacy tie-up was awesome too like having billy is like her father and mm-hmm. like her having those like kind of psychotic breakdown visions and stuff like that which she had in her eyes a little bit of a scar mm-hmm. you know not really all of uh mufasa in there she's not all hero i don't think no i don't think she's all hero no I don't uh and i love that billy's her father right i loved that That's moment the where, she's, Italian, right? where she's looking in the glass and like she hears his voice and she goes oh shit kind of like exactly. you're you're back He's like, oh, that's right, baby girl. You can't get rid of me that easy. And it's Skeet. Yeah. And I know they did it in the last movie, but you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's Billy. Well, and, too, it's like that driving instinct in her, right? So he's like, hey, you're not that stupid. So it's not like he's tormenting her. It's like he's almost guiding her into a way of like, hey, this is who we are. This is what we do. So it's not like hey, you're stupid, you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Mm-mm. hey, you move this way because this you is need, how we move. You need to this kill, is... all this, kill them before they kill you. Right. No, this isn't us. Yeah. <laughs> you're a Loomis, by God. This isn't right. us. We don't Which is, kill which is so funny because, like, you don't usually see, like, those episodes yeah. when you have, like, those demons, so to speak, mm-hmm. help you, right? They're usually mm-hmm. there to torment you, mm-hmm. which is, you know, He's just like, perfect no, 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 play. No, no, no. We don't, no. Kill them. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. Take my knife and kill these guys. They don't yeah. know who they're messing with. Um, the brother and sister combo were was better in this. I mean, I liked them in five, mm-hmm. uh, Mindy and Chad, uh, but I liked that they got to bring more in this installment. Um, we got more opportunity to see them stretch their acting chops a little bit, as well mm-hmm. as give them more character growth and a little insight into how uh, the last movie impacted them and their characters. Uh, Jasmine kills it being Mindy. I love the Randyisms that she has because that's mm-hmm. her uncle. Because Randy was my favorite. Yeah. I mean, he was my favorite in the OG trilogy because uh, I am a Randy, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think that that's really cool that they're his niece and nephew, but she's very much like him. The mm-hmm. rules of a horror movie, the rules of a franchise, uh, getting to see that spark of her dead uncle. I think that that's cool. Um, and and Mason playing Chad. I mean, he gets to play a little more as the character. Uh, we get to see him in a little less of a, uh, well, I guess today you'd call it a Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's literally named Chad. Uh, yep. but And he gets to be more of a romantic, comical, badass at times and less mm-hmm. of that typical jock uh which i think was a great uh, addition uh definitely enjoyed them and i am also glad that they all four survived again to move yeah. forward if they continue with the seven 
And uh, you know, I heard some people didn't like that. I had a few people be like, "Why did they survive again?" Like usually, yeah. one person like somebody, died. Yeah, usually you got to take off. Which I mean, it I didn't really even think about it, honestly. I wasn't like leaving the theater being like, "Ah, oh, they survived again." What a no. But at no. the same time, that is interesting. Like everybody made it out. Well, I like the Woodsboro Four thing. Yeah, <laughs> they're like we're survivors. We're the Woodsboro Four. Put your hands in. They're like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Um, but he's kind of like it's like she's the Randy, and yes, technically Randy should have died in this because he did die in two. Mm-hmm. But she's also not Randy, and it's like okay, that's not the trope. Those are the tropes of the originals, right? But like we can survive. Well, like she said, like when she got stabbed, right, and you think she's gone, she's like, oh. How could I get it wrong again? How could I get it wrong again? <laughs> Damn it. I was wrong again. <laughs> um, but she did call out uh, who it was, though. Like one she of them, did. No, one so. of them. She did. Um, and, of course, we have to talk about the returns. Like I said, Courtney Cox is back as Gail Weathers. But the big shock and excitement that hit us in that second trailer they released a few months ago was the return of Kirby. Mm, played yeah. by Hayden Penitieri, who everyone thought was dead in Scream 4. But yeah. proof to that other trope from horror movies, if you don't see the body, <laughs> they're not really dead. They're not really And we dead. didn't see Kirby's body in 4. It's true. So uh, I thought that was, was great. Um, and like I said, I thought surely with the death of David Arquette and the last one that we'd lose Courtney Cox in this one, but we didn't. Uh, it was nice to Easter eggs, though, and callbacks to uh, the OGs when there was like a, a moment where like they're coming out of the police station and Gail's interviewing them and she says something and Sam tries to swing at her and she dodges and she goes, I've done this dance before, honey. And then Tara comes out of nowhere and she's the one that jacks her and she looks at her like, I didn't expect this from you. That <laughs> was a cool little, little nod. A little tip of the cap. That was cool. And um, one of my favorite things, um, being a collector myself, is like Ooh. that final like stand the like uh, the theater yeah that was awesome god the museum was so cool when they were walking through mm-hmm. the little things i'd i was me and maddie were just like oh my god that's randy's outfit he died oh my god there's the tv oh my god that's casey what casey beckner was tied to the tree oh my god this is beautiful yet at the same time you don't realize you're like oh my god this is, this is terrifying. <laughs> this is psychopathic. Right. Like the things we collect are like a, the pops and all that. Like, I know I make jokes and I'm like, oh, you know, your pops. I mean, I have, you know, a few pops, but if you're collecting like John Wayne Gacy's costumes, I'd right. be like, Logan, we need to talk. Uh... I mean, that's just like crazy obsessive, even like in a sense of like, say you just love, like in wrestling terms, mm-hmm. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, right? And you're getting his mm-hmm. like underwear from SummerSlam, yeah, like 1990, <laughs> yeah. hanging it up. And you're just like, might be a little much, but you know, yeah, I'd probably have it a was impressive. It was very it impressive. It was impressive. It's very impressive. And the, uh, the mask up front and then like everybody had a story with every one of mm-hmm. them 
which I don't know if we talked about this. The ghost face mask in this one was very cool. It looked like all corroded and like just because it was the uh, it was OG, Stu's. Right? It was Stu's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was Stu's mask and. Just had a different feel, man. One was where one of them was wearing Mickey's from two, and one of them was wearing Romans from three, and mm-hmm. then the third ghost face was wearing Stu's, and Billy's was still in a case. Yeah, it was cool. It was just a cool, like, oh, that's the that's the OG mask. Well, and too, just how long faded, these franchise have like survived, and mm. that you can get to have all these things right yes yes um i liked the return of kirby because like you saw some of the old kirby sass and like movie thing that she did in four but she she's hardened too she's Mm -hmm. an fbi agent and she survived a ghost face attack so she's she's part of this now and she's like oh no we're gonna get this guy (laughs) i've i've survived it Y'all have survived it. We're part of a club. We're part of a very exclusive club. Um, you know, so it was really cool. I was really happy that they brought Hayden back, and the fact that she survived, maybe she'll come back and do another little little cameo as Kirby or something in the future. Mm-hmm. I like Hayden. I've always yeah. liked Hayden. Uh, I didn't watch Nashville, but like, I've never really disliked anything I've seen her in. She I definitely mean, has a very like you can hate her easily face <laughs> and like persona. Yeah. Like I don't think she would be like a bad person to be around. That's like a uh, John Cena, right? We yeah. like, Oh, your character and what you portray is terrible, Yeah, but you probably a good person behind the scenes, which she's doing her job. Right. So. Yeah. 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 But she has that, like, I don't know if I can trust you. I don't mm. think you're really for me because you probably talk about me, right? When you walk, you probably the talk about me behind my back. <laughs> yeah, she might you. be one of those. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, the trio of Ghostface was, as we said, quite the twist. Uh, it also brought on in. It also brought on an insanity to it that we hadn't really seen before. Um. Mm. If you are following, however, the mirroring of the original trilogy that people were following this theories is that this one would follow more of Scream 2. Mm-hmm. They were in a theater. It ends in a theater in Scream 2 as well. Yeah. This one was about revenge, not the movies. So was Scream 2. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Salt wanted revenge for the death of Billy. And this was Randy's fam. Randy. This was uh, Richie's family wanting revenge for the death of him. Yeah. So it kind of does like play in. It does. It does. So, and and it's college, just like two. They were in college, mm-hmm. away from Woodsboro. <laughs> so it, it, the the homages are there, the Easter eggs are there, but they still do it well enough to where they're not like, okay, they do the nostalgia and the fan service and the Easter eggs better than let's say the star wars sequels mm-hmm. it's not like boom <laughs> but right it's yeah it's like a shoe yeah. oh, did you see oh, that's that? cool uh, uh, but it's not like here's your fan service Blah! <laughs> all in your face drink it drink it drink it drink it 
And that's true though. Yeah. That is true. Um the uh this the uh the old fashioned revenge story though, I think it went really good with this one. Uh they did it well. Mm-hmm. Uh with the whole family aspect of it because I mean, let's be honest, you know, like even if even if my son had done something wrong like that. Right. But you brutally dispatched him. Part of me would kind of be like, well, you, you kind of crossed the line. <laughs> you yeah. know, I I can punish him. The law can punish him, but you butchered him. Right. It'd be hard for me not to want revenge, too. Right. Well, it's your blood at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So it's like your villain stories are most of the time are about perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So which lens are you actually looking through right here we're well right here yeah sam and sam's, Tara, right? sam's the villain <laughs> right in their She's eyes like, they're like you killed our our brother right you killed my son so it was done really well and speaking of our brother yes uh the three ghost faces are unmasked as the obvious boy that was flagging around with them that literally mindy and everybody said you're the killer like yeah. like statistics say and everything points to you. He's like, What are you, yeah. what are you talking about? And it's like it did turn out to be him, but it also turned out to be the detective. I mm. felt the detective midway through too. You did? I, I did feel the I was like right when he uh was at the police station and I can't remember what he did. He had like a look about him. I was like, Oh, that's a killer. So I got the two. I did not expect. I did not expect. I did not expect them faking Quinn's death. I didn't either, man. And her being Richie's sister. Did not expect it. Oh, dang. When she took that mask off, I was like, whoa. What? You died. What a twist. (laughs) I did not see that one coming. But we also, uh, uh, the, in the last one, it was less than halfway. Madison predicted that Richie was the killer in the last yeah. one. I was like, how? And she's like, I can't remember if it was when they were in the hospital talking to Tara, but he does this head twist looking at somebody. And yeah, Ghostface always does that. a head twist. There's always this knot huh. that they do. They twist their head because Ghostface twists his head. And there's always those little things. Like, I didn't find out until last year that uh Rant, billy and Stu in the opening school scene not the opening kill scene are wearing the damn boots sitting at the fountain with their friends oh, really? they're both in the black <laughs> boots that you see and on Ghostface. that's funny and i'm like they're wearing the boots they gave you the the smoking gun in like the opening scene and nobody Dang. paid attention Dang, and that's the things that wes craven does yeah and like when Stu's like, I didn't kill anybody. And Billy's like, nobody said you did. Oh, thanks, buddy. Because you he didn't. Billy did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's, those little things are great. The intricacy, but the details. The thing I loved about the museum is how meta it was. Like we talked about like these are self-aware movies. That's mm-hmm. what makes Scream great. But this one wasn't only self-aware. This was a very meta moment that was handled very well. Because mm-hmm. they know 
that with this scene in the theater with the museum, the true Scream fans are going to be freaking the hell out <laughs> seeing all these things. Yeah. That's the that's the knife that killed Randy. Oh, the one she's like, Chad, this is what Uncle Randy was wearing when he died. I was like, oh, that's the that's the the jacket from the cameraman and and scream one or oh that's the telephone that oh my god i was like they are doing this shit on purpose not yeah. just showing that like oh richie was messed up but they're saying like the fans are gonna be like that's the coolest damn i shouldn't be saying this but that's the coolest thing <laughs> i've ever seen <laughs> It was almost like a thank you, though, right? So it's oh, like, yeah. thank you for sticking with us this yeah. long, and this is like, we appreciate you guys type deal. Yeah. Look, you've stood through all this. Subtly. Yeah. Like, look at this journey. hmm I mean, I, I still think there's more for them to go, especially if they continue to do this successfully. The second it starts watering down, I'll be the first to say, end it. <laughs> because... They could go so many places, though. Like, with yeah. Sam, I still think, like, that little look in her eye and you know her getting the final kill and stuff like that she's she might have some explaining to do it's in there yeah that loomis blood is in there uh uh it was just a great it was a great spot bringing skeet back at that moment because like we got him a lot throughout the last movie like Mm -hmm. in the mirror of the car and in the mirror in the bathroom and all that but in this movie because like they people probably knew that people would be like through the whole movie like are we gonna see him are we gonna see the the little ghost are we gonna see her psyche of her father and we didn't until then i thought it was brilliant and i also enjoyed the little nod they did to kirby and uh uh kirby and mindy are having a moment talking about like horror movies and all that and they talk about that's the TV that killed Stu Mocker. And mm-hmm. Mindy says, if you believe that he's really dead. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like they are talking to us because that is what has been spreading all over the Internet for the last three years. Right. Is this massive theory because technically, yes, Matthew Lillard was in scream two and three like in little party scenes like just in the back just because he was visiting the set that day and they put a wig on him and it's not like it didn't start out as like oh Stu's still alive it was just Mm -hmm. a joke that matthew lillard was playing with wes craven Mm -hmm. but now we have this massive theory that Stu didn't die and i love it yeah She scared the shit out of me, too. She's been drinking again, hasn't she? Love you. Can't do that when we're talking on screen. (laughs) Scared me. I just heard this little (laughs) voice. I was like, scared the shit out of me um no but but i love that they played into that like if you believe he's still dead because i think it'd be fantastic if that's the end Mm -hmm. like you can't do it unless it's the end 
and you have to have Sydney coming back. Yeah. That'd be really cool. You have to have Sydney in it. You have to have Sam in it as well, because there has to be that moment where like, like it's unmasked and it's like a messed up stew from the TV screen. Mm-hmm. And like the way I would write it is like, he's like, Oh, Sid, I'm back, baby. It's been me the whole time. You know, like I survived. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like Sam just hears a voice saying, kill him. Looks over in the mirror and Billy's like, kill him now. This is not someone you want to F with. He is messed up, Sam. Like he kill him now. I mean, he could be more deranged than he was like funny too now, since it's mm. like he's 20 years, 30 years older. So yeah. it's like he's seasoned. Could he's he been, have killed He's been stewing the way? Literally stewing <laughs> in this this insanity for 30 years and when he finally breaks out and he's like i'm gonna kill sydney prescott and yeah. everyone in woodsboro <laughs> i'm killing everyone it all ends this year yeah it'll be cool you can't do that though unless that's it yeah i think it just it's be too so hard to like ending. yeah it's so hard to like put a like a closed book in these stories too horror movies always feel like revamp or like mm-hmm. find a way to extend so it's hard to be like this is it mm-hmm. in one of them but i mean it would be good just for because i mean those those all circle aren't getting they're not getting any younger so no <clears throat> no but jamie lee's still hanging out too and she's that's probably true. about 30 years older than Sydney's they are too. yeah yeah <laughs> that's true but I have to know. say, uh, I like the different additions of the supporting cast that they brought to the story and how they weaved in and out with the other main characters. It was a good batch of additions of ensemble, uh, even if most of them were killed off. Mm-hmm. Um, but thus is Scream. <laughs> uh, all in all, I loved the movie. I loved the new vibe. Um, that new feel they went with. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked the anxiety of it uh, and the twists. Uh, Scream's always good at twists, but this one I, I feel like was like, what the, you know? Yeah, you're just in a pretzel by the end yeah. of this movie. Yeah, pretty From much. From the opening scene to it's like, like, look, I'm 33. I can't twist as well as I used to. Yeah, let me know about these twists. You so gotta stretch take, out before this, take movie. this slow, okay? You gotta wake up with stretches. Uh, I love the performances of the leads and the ensemble. I enjoyed the brutality of Ghost Faced. It was a new feel and brought a new fear to the mask that is Ghost Faced. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see if and where this goes. If they continue, um, I would probably give this a solid 9 out of 10. Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's definitely high 8, easy 9. Mm-hmm. Like, it's any check boxes that you have for horror movies like it's even like with the gore and stuff like that like it's it's not short on that either like even though the main like four didn't die mm. like there was a lot about chad got there. effed up though that, i was literally about to ask you i was like so in every horror movie you always have like how did this person survive this or like what like it's like just literally crazy how for the first happened. four movies it was dewey like, how yeah, did like, he survive how, this? How did he, or like, so my 
thing to you question is I always do this in horror movies. What's your like top three come on man's on screen? Which is no shot at the movie. This isn't like yeah. it was bad. It's just like no. your horror movie, like come on, man. That's doofy. Yep. <laughs> kind of like uh, have you seen Quantum Mania yet? I haven't, no. There's a, it's got a big, bunch of those like, in there. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a few. Oh, Here's a few. Um Top three. One is definitely how Chad's alive, <laughs> bro. He t- that's probably my one I'd, too. I don't know anyone he took would at survive at least that. twenty shots to the chest, bro. Yeah, I mean, I know he's he's yoked, and I know he's he's got a will <laughs> to live because he had just kissed Jenny Ortega, and he was probably like, no, 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 I can't die yet. Not dying yet, bro. No, 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 I can't die yet. Um, that was one. That's definitely one. Um, I think my two is the chase scene in uh, Gail's apartment. She rope a dope that dude so much, and she looks like she's just running on two toothpicks. And she's just like, ging, 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 the whole yeah. way. I was like, nah, her ankles would break doing those moves. Come on, man. And like, just putting him through walls and everything. She was dodging bullets. I was like, what did you take before this like, man nah, came in here? Nah. She, she acting like Trinity from the Matrix. and. <laughs> I just and then she's just taking the gun. She just kicks the door open. It's like I'm coming to get you. You're like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are, Gail? Like, and her poor boyfriend, right off the bat, just hey, I'm such and such. <laughs> Literally said, hey, babe, ring, ring, ring. It's for you to say it's the killer. Those are his lines. Damn, got it. Like nailed it. But then I was kind of like. Gail's dating a young, muscly guy. Like Max? All right. Weird. It's a <laughs> different route than Dewey. <laughs> I know. You're like. <laughs> than Dewdrop. Oh, Dewdrop. Um, that was probably my two, though. That was my sure. two. My third, come on, man, was probably. Um, hmm. Oh, uh, when when she drops down off the thing and like when Tara when she lets Tara go and Tara drops down on the other brother the ghost face brother and mm-hmm. like falls like straight into his knife the knife yeah and like he twists it and all I was like nah where he stabbed her and like the twist. She's probably like, mm, Come on, man. And then she's just like, <laughs> and she weighs like a hundred pounds, maybe. Right. It's like, I mean, he might have stabbed a bone, and maybe it really didn't do that much damage. But <laughs> well, you twist a knife in any part of the body, you, you twist might in be... that knife, you dying. Like oh, I could take then... a regular kitchen knife, accidentally stab myself. If I twist that thing. You messing something up. <laughs> I'm messing something up. I'm spaghettiing <laughs> something that shouldn't be spaghetti. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's either that one or the fact that he waylays into people in a bodega <laughs> with like 10 witnesses, kills four of them, maybe two or three get away. And they ain't like getting the rest of the neighborhood 
to come take this guy out. Like, right. hey, there's a killer in the bodega. Everybody get your shit. We're going to take him out. <laughs> no, nah, this is New York, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is New York. This man just killed four people in a bodega. <laughs> One of them being the hey, I don't the want any part of that, man. <laughs> and next to other apartments and things. And like on the street, two or three get away. Two or three witnesses get away. And you're telling me that they didn't like snitches get stitches, bro. Like, dude, there's crazy shit happening at Bill's Bodega, man. You gotta come see this. And the cops didn't get there quicker. Right. Like this is New York City, man. Like there are cops on every corner in New <laughs> York City. They have like some of the highest population of police force in New York City. Like that was probably actually that's probably my third. The terror thing I can believe a little bit more than that is like this man just tries to kill them in an alley, chases them to a market, kills four people in the market, two with a gun, with a loud shotgun, you know, and this doesn't stir a ruckus on the street where people are like, at least like, what the hell is going on in here? <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Like and how like quick he and... got the keys open or he got the door open yeah. with the keys because <laughs> that was locked. That door was locked. Yep. It's like he was like key out of here. No, no just, come on. You man. know it'd be funny if we tried to recreate that with just your house. I mm -hmm. bet most people couldn't do it that fast with their own house. <laughs> mm -mm. You're like, <laughs> okay, okay, oh, that's the wrong key. <laughs> I have trouble in the middle of the day. Knowing the two keys that I'm supposed to grab, still unlock, unlocking my door. And what are the chances that that man has a key ring full of one key? You know what I'm saying? No. Nah. He's got the cash register on there. He's got he's eight got keys the, on the that Coke ring. machine. He's got he's eight got keys. Front door, minimum, minimum door, he's got eight keys. Because bathroom door. Both, both registers probably have their own individual keys. He's got to have keys to the, the bathroom. He's got to have keys to that back door. He's got to have keys to the cooler. Yeah. That backstock cooler, man. Uh, keys to the building. The front door and back door are probably not the same keys. <laughs> if we think about it. Probably not. The reality breakdown of horror movies right here. <laughs> you really shouldn't do it because you, you'll start like disliking. You'll start, you know what? You know what also didn't make sense? Come on, man. But that's just for fun. We're not due to it. Yeah, we just gave no, it a no, nine. No, no, no. We just gave it a freaking nine. I mean, I, I freaking love the movie. I love the franchise, but there are a few. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Like, like you don't wipe the blood. You don't want the blood off your, your ghost face mask. Like, after you get done killing, you just put it on your bust right there. You just leave the DNA or, on there. Or the <laughs> other thing that, that I'm kind of like, it's a weird choice. Is when Ghostface kills and then looks at the person and wipes the blade off and then starts to chase them like, you're just going to get more blood on it. <laughs> Why'd you clean the blade? I'm a showman. I'm a, it's about showmanship. It's like, I didn't get that. Like, it's just calling hard. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's just an odd choice. It wasn't a come on man moment, but I was like, 
they're already gonna like your plan is to already put that knife in their body to kill them not to injure them to kill them why are you worried about mixing the blood cross-contamination bro you don't want to be disgusting yeah that's true you'd be you know vicious psychopath but you're not a monster I'm not a monster i wasn't i wasn't raised in a barn or anything <laughs> i still have standards <laughs> and why does everybody look at him while he's doing it that's at least like two seconds to run more yeah there's there's um that's one thing i will say in the scream franchise in any franchise that's probably one of my biggest come on man in all horror <laughs> creature feature human killer demonic i don't care what it is is people watch too much yes like if we were together at your house and say we were sitting there watching uh something and it's like you and me and your wife and and maddie and something happened and like either a creature broke in and like grabbed you and like eviscerated you <laughs> it, me. which i will say it would suck it would absolutely suck <laughs> i'd be more angry i think than scared at first i'd be like you not that one no like, you motherfucker <laughs> not that one just killed the nicest one in my entire circle like, like you didn't like, deserve it like I, you know you take me don't take logan damn um the last thing i would do is watch with with them i would grab yes. peyton i would grab maddie and i'd be like we get the fuck out of here he's no, still no, wasting no. time like either like getting you off his knife or like you're fighting him for a little bit. The last right. thing I'm going to do is, hmm. Oh no. Wow. Oh, man. Kick that his seems ass. like a crazy struggle. Oh, this God. is crazy. <laughs> Never in a million years. If you, if you had, if you had wake up today and have to witness your best friend get killed, <laughs> you've got a bingo, you know, take like a lap. take a lap, take a shot. <laughs> Oh, you know, it's happening. Take a shot. No, my ass would be grabbing Peyton. If the kids were there, grab the kids. If Maddie was there, grab Maddie. The last thing my mind would be to do is to just, hmm. They stand and watch too much. Like they watch, like, and I know it's in terror, but like, like Sam and Tara at one point were standing like over here by the aisle while he was bent over killing the bodega owner you had a beeline to the door right then <laughs> just a beeline to the door he knows you didn't run and like, he would have had to like get his knife out you know and turn around and then start chasing again but they just and i and i, and I say that but like i don't know what i'd do in true fearful <laughs> situation i really don't or she got the pipe bomb with the, the can of beans. She's like, Shoof! or the Coke can. She's like, huh? Who's that? <laughs> it's like a, like you killed everybody in here, bro. It's like distracting, nobody in here. <laughs> distracting clickers in the last of us. Huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. This with the empty can. And like, Who is hmm, that? Let me go like, see this empty bro. can. Yeah. That's another one. It's like, dude, you, you just killed, killed everyone. 
like, do you think that that noise? You know was that back door is locked. If somebody comes in the front, it has a little. You bell. didn't see them cross. So, like, <laughs> what do you think that noise was? <laughs> Maybe it was one of the kids at that point, and they're just like high on adrenaline. They're just like, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> Who knows? There's a. Uh... There's always that, like, no, that's not what I would do. That's not what I'd do. Like we say all the time, like, we've always joked that, like, if if the zombie apocalypse were to happen, we're two of the people you'd want to be with because we've played the games, we've watched the movies, we've read the books, we're masters of the IP. (laughs) But in truth, at the same time, I don't know. We're not watching, like, I Survival don't know Island that I uh, that I wouldn't be like Outlast. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop! I'm gonna have to uh, cash a lot of checks I was writing, and I <laughs> don't think I have the balance to do that. <laughs> you have you walk out the door one morning and you have like 30 people in your yard. It's like it's happened. What do we do? What happened? The apocalypse. Did you see the news? Uh, give me moments. <laughs> come back out so for years you've been saying like if this were to ever happen you or logan would be the ones to come to he's further away so here we are what do we do i'd be like i got ravioli (laughs) in the cabinet y'all can come in for a little bit i can't i can't say i'm cool with y'all staying for a long period of time (laughs) Because I really the second can of ravioli is all mine. We can split the person. <laughs> I really don't know what to do. Like you all also should have known that. Like this was in jest. <laughs> this was in jest. It's like video games and movies are one thing. Like if you seriously heard me or Logan say that stuff throughout life and thought, yes, in a real life scenario, Tyler and Logan would definitely be. The people, if you heard all of hey, that, if there was a, and that uh, went through your mind, that's on you. There was a situation where we all went to virtual reality, and then maybe <laughs> if we was in the oasis and this shit was happening, then sure, get behind us, get on our back, we got you. <laughs> we know all the spots. <laughs> if this was Ready Player One, and we's in the apocalypse, sure. Get in, loser. We're going shopping because <laughs> we got you. But nah, Years. not in the real world, man. Not in the real Ooh. world. So Obviously like, no, I, I really don't know what I would do in a ghost face situation. <laughs> this scenario, man. Who knows? Well, I actually do know. I would survive the first one, but be brutally hurt and probably not survive the sequel. I think I would probably be the one to either survive through it all or sur- or die in like the first real <laughs> I don't think there's any in between uh, for me I don't think you'd die in the first I think like I would be like the boyfriend interest and then I would probably die in that At way the end, like, saving. like that way or yeah or but they would also suspect you you'd oh, be yeah. suspected for half the movie and mm-hmm. like in the end it you're wasn't like, him. You're like tied, you're like tied up and and like and they pull you out of the closet and like oh, you thought it was him this entire time. You were wrong. And then they like cut your throat or something. They'd be like, oh, yeah. no, I loved him. I loved, I loved him. him. You didn't for a straight oh, two hours. 
You thought it was Damn him. <laughs> but we thought it was sweet little Logan. You were wrong. <laughs> and now he's dead. He didn't make it to the next round. No. No. <laughs> I'd be in like flashbacks or like videos. Yeah. You would leave videos. videos. You would leave audio <laughs> tracks or something. Be like, if you're listening to this, I didn't make it. Hey guys, uh, didn't make it. Um, I know. Sorry, sucks. But you're in this phase now. But if Listen you thought me. it was me, seriously, kiss my ass. Like, what did I you ever call do out somebody in your to video make like you knowing? think that it was me? I've been nothing but nice to you. I made Lisa you fantastic sweet movie. tea that one time. <laughs> I let you have my last can of SpaghettiOs when you stayed that night. Like, does that sound like something a killer would do? Lisa? Does like, no, does like Lisa? it doesn't. Plus, Lisa, if I was a killer, I'd have killed you three weeks ago. <laughs> when you so got me in trouble. <laughs> when you got me in trouble for talking in class. <laughs> or I'd have killed you two months ago when you said the Star Wars sequels were superior to the originals. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're definitely getting killed for that, Lisa. You're getting killed for that one. Or if you said Aaron Eckhart was better than Heath Ledger's <laughs> Joker. You're definitely getting killed for that one. That one's or, on the house. Or if you said Endgame's Hulk is just fantastic and awesome. <laughs> you're like, you hurt me real Lisa, bad, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, I literally probably would have killed you 20 years ago. Because it just sounds like you just upset me constantly. <laughs> You just take everything that I love, Lisa, and shit on <laughs> You have ruined everything I've enjoyed in life. So, yes, Lisa, <laughs> if I were a killer, you'd have died years ago. <laughs> you would have died at that party I had when I was seven years old and you told everybody I peed my pants. <laughs> you took my uh, cafeteria pizza day, which I quite enjoyed. You said, this pizza shit, and you took mine and threw it away. I was going to yeah. eat that. I was going to eat that. I had a lot of ranch still on my plate. Just for the pizza. No, no, Doug. Oh. I would have killed you when you picked up my CD in broad daylight and scratched it. <laughs> the fact that we can riff, like we just keep going. We probably could go for like about We seriously, minutes. to the point where people are like, why am I still listening? <laughs> if you're they, still here, they you're stopped a talking fan, about bro. Scream like t- 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Now we're into this whole, like, whose line is it anyways thing going on here. It's okay. It'll be on the bloopers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) thank you all for tuning in. What did you all think about Scream? If you've seen it, if you haven't seen it and you've listened to this, I don't like that you did that. We told you you at the beginning. We just told you the movie and you listened anyways. I just don't like that. I mean, it's your prerogative. It's it's to each his own, but... It's probably Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, we told you not to do this. We know you're listening. We know you're listening, Lisa. Somebody named Lisa is listening to this going, oh my God. Lisa, go to the movie. Get out of this part of the set. Uh, of this part right here. You're probably two hours into it. Go to the movie. Yeah. Go to the movie. Go, go the, watch it. Go I guarantee you it's better experiencing it than hearing us tell you what it was. Did you like Scream 5? Well, then Mm -hmm. go support 6. Get over there. You want to Scream 7? Go get 6. Go get get the tickets. Go get tickets. 
But seriously, if you enjoyed it, what'd you enjoy about it? If you didn't like it, I mean, you can let us know, but we'll probably disagree with you. Uh, How many knives out of five do you yeah. give it? Tell How many us. knives out of five? Four out of five. Two out of five. What do you give it? For we're doing five. I'm definitely giving it 4.5 knives. Yeah. Four and a half knives. Mm-hmm. It's like a four and like the part of the hilt after the butt of the knife at like the blade starting. Yeah. Um, and that's just because it's hard for me to give a, a, a movie a, t- a perfect. Yeah. It's, it's, I've always been like What's a 10. A 10. Do you for have me? a 10? I have a couple 10s. Um, yeah, you do have a 10? Mm-hmm. Uh, Princess Bride is a 10 for me. Yeah, such a good one. Uh, Iron Man one is probably a ten for me. Dark Knight. I rewatch. Did I rewatch that uh, Iron Man when we mm-hmm. were on the plane? It was still so good. Mm. So. I have a few tens. It's very rare to get a ten. I have a lot of nines, a lot of eights. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of lower ones too, but tens. Are... You have a different scale for like things that you think are serious movies and things that you think are goofy movies. Yes. Whereas like the goofy movies, like, like obviously, a, obviously, Tropic Thunder for me is like a nine out of 10 in the comedy dumb collection, but it does yeah. not hold the same weight as a nine out of 10 for scream six. Right. Right. It's not the same thing. Not the same thing. At all. It's not. It's like saying like, I really like to drink Miller light, but sometimes I also drink like a 14 year old bourbon. Like it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't both have enjoyable the same weight. Sometimes. Both enjoyable. Depends on what it is. Depends One's on a situation. joke and one is actually serious. <laughs> right. You can be the judge <laughs> on what the joke is. If you're saying it's the bourbon, you're wrong. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I was just curious because yeah. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, let us know. Hit us up on that hashtag at 30 and nerdy pod uh, all over social media. Check out the website. Check out the store. We got a sale on the store. A lot of old designs are going to be disappearing from the store. So we're going to do one last sale for those old designs before we get rid of them. It'll run all of April. But once April is over, all those designs are disappearing. And uh, don't, you don't want to miss it. If, you, if Some of the old designs will be in a certain album on the T Public store. So I'll let you all know when that's up. Go to our website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. You can go to the directory. That's where you can find all of our social links. Uh, you'll also find the friends of the show and stuff like that. For instance, the Reverend here has an Instagram all about the collectibles and stuff like that. That's uh, also on the website. You can find that there. And uh, check out our YouTube channel. A lot of stuff happening all over the 30 and Nerdy Podcast world. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to keep up with Fanboy Expo. A lot of awesome stuff happening. We will be announcing what we are involved with very soon uh, once we get the finalization with our wonderful sponsors at OEB Law. Uh, This year is definitely going to be a lot more active and a lot more, let's see, uh, interactive than Mm. last year was. And a huge shout out to all the sponsors, all the podcast friends uh, that you've heard of from either in this episode or on our social medias. Go listen to their their shows, give them a follow, like, share their tweets. Any last words, Rev? Man, I've just enjoyed talking with you. I know uh, I feel like it's been a hard road to uh, get back to talking, but I promise you that I will try my best to make it a day so we can have at least a little piece of talking piece Absolutely. of 
piece of radio waves to get out there on the pod because I miss it, man. Well, thanks for tuning in, nerds. Stay safe out there. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And as always, cheers to you. And what's your favorite scary movie? There once were two dudes who met back in college. Nobody loved pop culture more. So they started a podcast to talk all about it And 30 and Nerdy was born Oh, 30 and Nerdy was born You might hear them chat about shows like The Witcher Or movies like Lord of the Rings And if Josh has to choose, he is loyal to Marvel While Tyler goes more for DC Yes, Tyler goes more for DC. Now come, come, one and all. Nerd up or shut up, just answer the call to be part of our journey into magical worlds. Join us and cheers to ya nerds. Join us and cheers to ya nerds.